Alright, welcome back to another episode of Panther Airsoft Folding Table Talk. This is episode 92. 92. 92. We in the 90s, We're in the 90s, boys. Alright. 92 is a good year. Alright, so this is going to be Crossfire 2.0 Players After Action Report. This is going to be the perspective of players. We have a few guests here. Um, We're going to start off with Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And... (laughs) Um, we have Tony here. Tony, how are you doing? Hello. All right. Pizza and, Commander. Uh, we're yes. Pizza Commander. Yes, well, we'll be, we'll be getting to know all your stories shortly here. We have our returning guest, Rainbow. Hello, Rainbow. Howdy, howdy. Um, Thank you for hopefully, coming on. Hopefully you got your sword back. Um, we'll be hearing more about that story. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Steven here, also known as Radar or Katamari? Cat, Catmail? Cat, Katamari in Discord, I believe. Yep. Like that. Okay. And uh, we're supposed to be receiving Henry here, but he is late. He was a late comer, but he is uh... vital to the story. Like, yes, he's no, vital he's... to the story because we need to know how his name changed from virus to fire. Uh, fi- I need to know. We need, need, to, know we need to know. We need to know. If you guys just um, in the live text box, just add him. Just keep adding him until he shows up. Uh, <laughs> well, he'll join shortly here. But um, before we start, um, let's go through some. Basic introductions. Uh, we'll go off with the newcomers here. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing? And um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. You know, um, I know you have a YouTube channel, and I know yes, we see you at the field yeah. a lot. Please link yeah. it below. Yeah, yeah. Link Just it so below. everyone, he is, guys, watch him. I love his 360 videos. And yeah, like, yeah, Jeff, you've, you've done good, man. You've yeah, done... yeah, yeah. Tell us a little yeah, bit about so... yourself. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jeff, as everyone said. Uh, I go by Rocks on YouTube, RWKS. Um, I play Airsoft every week. Uh, I was at Crossfire with my crew, ISP. We're based on the Fraser Valley, Abbotsford area. Um, we uh, were Platoon 3, Squad 3. Um, so that was, that was kind of our thing. Um, yeah, I'll post my, my stuff in the chat here. But uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. Um, so your YouTube channel, do you just mainly film a lot of your games? Do you film with your team what does isp stand for i hope it's not internet service provider no it's it's not it actually sounds for international space pimps it's kind of a, an old, <laughs> uh, an old uh, thing from from many years ago yeah. nice <laughs> always good. always um, get to know the acronyms you know bring it back <laughs> oh man we don't really even go with that anymore we just call we just say isp that's kind of the thing of course um, no one, yeah, no one needs uh, to know yeah it's, it's kind of funnier if it's unknown but i guess the cats will go back now um, yeah, so I'm, I, I film a lot of gameplays. Uh, yeah, as you guys said already, I use a 360 camera. I, I post a lot of stuff on TikTok as well, um, as well as I do reviews and all the kind of, you know, the the things that you expect from a, from an Airsoft content yeah, yeah. creator. So, That's um, good. I've, I've been following hit... you since since you've uh, you showed up in a scene, and it's awesome to see other YouTubers out in the, out of the yeah, field. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, like, that's the thing about YouTube is, like, even if, like, I don't really care about growth or anything, I just, like, putting this stuff out there and doing it. And anything that happens, happens, right? So it's it's fun. Okay. All right. And um, yeah. as far as uh, like, when did you start doing the YouTube stuff? Uh, I've been playing airsoft since two thousand and nine or so, give or take. Um, it's a little bit of a hiatus to play Magic the Gathering, and then when I got back into it in like two thousand eighteen, I was like, I'm in my thirties now. I've got money. I can get cameras and all the fun stuff, right? So uh, <laughs> that's why I, I started. I feel um, you, bro. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I started I started really doing the, the YouTube thing in like 2020 or so. And very recently as I've been like, I've been hitting the grind and, you know, doing the uh, 
once a week content like the what you need to do to, to progress yeah. so yeah just just to be on that uh that scheduled timeline sort of yeah exactly, exactly. okay I, I hope you watched that YouTube segment of our podcast uh, when I had Dayton and as well as uh, a Prairie Dog. I did, yeah, that was, I, that was great, yeah, so. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, well, great to have you on board, and uh, we'll be listening to your story shortly. Um, is there anything else you want to you want to mention before, uh, before I move on? Nope. No, I'm good, yeah. Okay, perfect. And our uh, next guest here, uh, first-time comer, is uh, Tony. Uh, I don't think you've been on our show before. No, I don't no? think so. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, um, what you do for us off, uh, anything else we need to know, and as okay, well as so, uh, your platoon. Uh, hi, I'm Tony. I go by Cat Airsoft at the field. I'm a member of Wolfpack Air, uh, uh, Task Force Wolfpack. I mainly do management on the team, so I do all the background stuff. So sometimes you won't see me at the field. Mainly I'm working with... Uh, Business is getting getting all those things going in the background. And then uh, I've been playing Airsoft for eight years. Okay. Which I am just 17. Yeah, see, I'm guessing because... I was gonna I say, that doesn't make math. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'm guessing uh, your dad was a big influence on Airsoft. No. Like, no? No. Who was it, just you? Uh, my, so first time I played, so I known Airsoft for quite a while. I known Airsoft, I had Airsoft guns since 20, was it 2014, 15, uh, around 2015, I had Airsoft guns. Oh, Back when year. they can only shoot 50 feet? Uh, yeah. No, 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 2015 was a great year. <laughs> it okay. was, uh, so, and then my Dad got into it way later. Oh, okay. Uh, but my first time at Panther was, let's see, uh, was in twenty uh, uh, twenty nine uh, twenty eighteen was when out my first time at Panther. Uh, I was with a group of my my friends, and that we were uh, first time. I was dumb enough. Uh, I wasn't even a rental at first, so I borrowed my friend's sniper rifle. Okay. Sniper rifle with the ghillie suit. Oh, you're one of those weather. kids. All right. <laughs> was it summertime? I started off, uh, yeah, it was summertime. Of oh. course. He's, Mac, he's one of those kids. We keep reminding why you wearing a ghillie suit. I know. Uh, he, I got with uh, what influenced me mainly to play Airsoft was House Gamers. As of course. Knows. That's good. Yeah. And then, so that went off and then, so my, uh, so, uh, well, let's see, or right, I'm going to say the story. Uh, so my first gun that I bought was in 1911. Good choice. Okay. I traded that away for an STG 44 full metal with wood. 44. Oh, I, okay. Well, you, de you definitely won in that. Yeah. Trade. How, oh, I won that? that one. Uh, my yeah. friend really wanted that 1911, and just so you know, it was a KJ Dworks 1911. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Then I got one of those. In that time, the condition was absolute horrible. Like there was old carvings on it. So I got one of my dad's, who's a professional carpenter, to redo the carpentry on it. Now it looks amazing. Now it's just a wall hanger. Nice. So that's the HD 44 part. And then at that point, 
my dad joined. He figured out that I had an SDG 44, so he joined mm -hmm. because of an airsoft trade that I made. And then he said, oh, you have this gun. I didn't even know you had this gun. So then oh that's God, when he joined. So then my, my dad, something cool. <laughs> so then my dad ended up jo joining with us for uh for airsoft, and then so then sometimes if I'm not at the field, he's at the field. Sometimes if he's not at the field, I'm at the field, and then but mainly be like sometimes I would play with him, but now I have like uh I have a team, so I mainly run with my team on uh mainly on Saturdays. So you'll see us mainly on Saturdays playing with them. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you telling me that you don't invite your dad to play anymore? Oh, no, my, my dad has work. You, tell your dad, oh, you tell your dad to come play with us, okay? We're going to hunt you down, you little. <laughs> this is when the uh, the handcuff zip ties come out, you know? <laughs> oh, Lord. My All right. Dad, my, my dad has to work now. So. <laughs> okay. No, okay, that's fine. Kidding. That's fine. All right. No nice. excuses. That's good to know. And um, what was your uh, like for, uh, for Crossfire? What was crossfire, your squad? Uh, this was actually one of my first Milsom events with my dad. Okay. My dad before he's been to other ones with his friends. So he's done Milsom West and all that. Oh, nice. With cool. his friends, wow. and then uh, and then I did this. I did pro and then this was me and his first time at Crossfire. Okay. So and, like uh, low, like were you wise. were you two in the same squad and as well uh, yeah as we were playing in platoon two squad three a uh, red team so we yeah on red okay. team with uh so we were a part of a b uh so airsoft battle buddies as well as uh trigger so we were with the organizers the whole event oh, okay so you're um oh, okay playing with Ken there okay playing with Ken. yeah got it all right. Okay, cool. Awesome story. I uh, love to hear um, how you got started. I always wondered if your dad introduced you first or if it was you, but it looks like it was the other way around. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Story. All right. Let me uh, let me just uh, pull in Henry here, uh, a.k.a. Fires. Um, oh, we got him. <laughs> yeah, we finally got him. So this is probably the biggest Discord, or not Discord, um, like Zoom meeting I've ever had for this podcast. So, oh God, we'll see how this I can't goes. Handle it. All right, uh, hello Henry. Um, we'll be uh, introducing you shortly here, but um, oh, that is your channel. Yes, I will introduce that to folks. Um, okay, and uh, next up we'll get uh Stephen to uh introduce himself again. Um, uh, we've already we've we've had you for a few episodes for the podcast before, so uh. This brief introduction and, uh, you know, what platoon or what team platoon and squad were you on um, for the event? I believe you're the only blue in this uh, in this uh, chat. Blue, blue. That's <laughs> all it takes is one blue to take these guys out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Give us a little bit of intro. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Steven or Radar, and uh, everyone knows me out at the field as the uh, crazy radio guy. Um, at Crossfire, I was on Blue and uh, Squad 3 on Platoon 3. Okay. And uh, it's, it's uh, mainly the Marauders, the old guys. Yeah. And how did the old guys do? Yeah, how did they do? Not too bad. I don't think we were given too difficult uh, jobs to <laughs> take care of. 
Yeah, surprised uh, David Blair didn't want to come on and uh, explain to him how he got captured or uh, was in a... Uh... I believe he has a gag order on him right now and he's not allowed to let out any secrets. I think, you know, he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get more word of it if I talk to him personally at the field. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he would, he would come on, but... um. All right. Well, um, thanks for the introduction, Stephen. And uh, we'll move on to Rainbow. Um, glad to have you back. And uh, we heard stories about your sword that went missing. <laughs> Man, and it was found. It was found. It was found. My sword was your, your, found. Your ultimate power was given away to someone else. Now, how do yeah. you feel being stripped of that? Actually, it's it's an honor that that power can find someone else for a day. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I want to hear the story of how you lost it, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, give us yeah, a little bit of introduction, um, short introduction. We've we've met you before, and as well yeah. as uh, your team, platoon, and squad. Alrighty, well, hello everyone. My name is Rainbow. Uh, I was on Team Red. I was part of Platoon Two, Squad Two. Uh, well, half a Squad Two. I ran Rainbow Squads as uh, with another guy. Uh, I believe his name was Timothy, ran the other side of our platoon. And we had an, had an amazing time at Crossfire, just run, run it, running very differently than you think a normal platoon would run. Okay. <laughs> and, and yeah, we, we ran a little differently in quotation marks. Uh, this was actually my second Crossfire event. Uh, I did attend the first one and oh boy, they, they, they improved on a lot of things. And it was- <laughs> It's good to hear. Oh, there was a lot of action, a lot of shenanigans, and a lot more better planned, I want to say, or coordinated. It was very, 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 it was perfect. It was per for my site, for my third Milsim experience, it was mid. And who was your, uh, in terms of your platoon, who was your platoon commander? Uh, uh, I think his name was Stefan. Stefan. I think. I think I don't know that that's the guy in my phone that I had to keep calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had to call him instead of use the radio. What happened? There? Unfortunately, radio my radio or our radios weren't syncing up to each other. We programmed them correctly. It worked one time, a second time, and then it just cut out as soon as I crested over a few hills because me being yeah. me. And, terrain deformation does. Yeah, it in a way terrain that. deformation didn't allow it. So he said, "Screw it, give me your phone number." And <laughs> Here, I, I'm gonna I, call you and give you battle orders. Like, exactly. Yeah. It precisely. I'm gonna use oh, the unencrypted line. <laughs> over the three days, I probably called him about ninety-four times. Okay. <laughs> hey, That's whatever crazy. works, right? Communications, communication. It worked. Right? It worked. Yeah. He wanted. He wanted pictures. He wanted videos of the opposing forces and by golly i got them for him but so much data was used to send all these photos i was pictures. gonna say your phone bill oh. <laughs> oh, I, I stayed underneath i made sure not to use any of that weekend okay good good all right well thank you for the introduction there and uh, we'll move on to uh henry um henry if you can unmute yourself or turn on your camera that'll be great too unless the kid's yelling in the yeah, background sorry uh <laughs> No, no, it's a little echoey. Echoey. I'm in the car, yeah, and uh, I was actually just doing a dumpling run with our commander. <laughs> <laughs> well, your commander's there too. <laughs> um, I was just at Julian's to pick up some dumplings and stuff. Uh, of course you were. So, so you you were part of the PMC then. I'm... Yeah, PMC. Uh, 
small squads so, or small ah. platoons. So we only had squads. We didn't have platoons. Okay. I was in Bravo. Uh, Bravo had about 12 people, 10 people. Okay. Uh, we were like a whole platoon of like 35 max. Oh, wow. So right. uh, pretty small. Felt like there was way more than you. Uh, yeah, well, see, that's how good we are. So now you're okay. <laughs> okay. They just know, know Rudo Vision, right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Yeah, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, yeah, just give us a short introduction. Uh, we haven't had you on a segment before. Oh, we had have you on a segment before, but um, yeah, just give us a little bit of introduction. Yeah, playing since November. Gotten to know quite a few. Been coming part of the community. It's all good. Um, gone into the gas and uh, never looked back. So yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> I love this Got guy. Never looked back. <laughs> I love this guy. Oh man, man, how does it feel using right, your so... gas for only one season? No, he played. Yeah, my negative. top floor of my house is all propane, and I think I'm about to get kicked out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything smells. Oh, yeah. But it's worth it. But it's um, worth it. Yeah, no, that's pretty way. much it. Yeah, no, we had you on the. Yeah, uh, I'm about to. We had you on the MWS segment, so we know you run MWS, and I believe you you bought yourself a VFC as well. The. Yeah, just got a VFC BCM MCMR, and uh, it's, it's a up, lemon, right? And you it's should ready sell to it go. High. Yeah, how'd that go? I heard it's a lemon, dude. <laughs> factory, um, factory lemon. Well, wait till you get hit by it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Go, go from there. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it is. Well, you're on the functions. same team. Never mind. I was gonna oh, say, dude, oh, that would be considered hey. friendly fire. Team kill, still a kill. Yes, it is. True. I just true. look. I just look at you from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the yeah, introduction there. Thanks for the intro there. Um, yeah, glad uh, to be here. Send our best regards to Julian if he's there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he gave him yeah, the dumplings. He's ready to get back to the field for sure. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's hear everybody's stories. We're going to start off with some after action report. We're going to start off with the day and as well as the segment of that day. In this case, day one entrance. Uh, the event starts. Um, so we heard that from the previous podcast that uh, it it started off with, uh, what is it, like um, uh, something along the lines of Red made a red or was it blue? I think it was Red that made the big push at the very beginning. An incursion yes. into the DMZ. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So what, what we want to know is uh, we kept asking your commanders, you know, who who, who shot first? We want to know who shot first. Uh, was, anyone shot first. was anyone there? Was anyone there? You went shot first. You went shot first. Okay. You went, okay. Henry? You went shot first. Wait, you went shot. That's, that's, I have that's my side odd. of the story. I was in the front line for this one. I was on the building when it happened. Oh, okay, Henry, can you verify Can you verify that you went shot first? Well, we had some stragglers wandering into our territory. We did warn them. So who, who and, are these uh, stragglers? Are they red or blue? Uh, unknown until we killed them. So... <laughs> Dennis actually was the first kill on our team. Whoa. He made the first kill. Um, he did his uh, correction officer voice uh, to the person, and uh, they failed to comply, and uh, we shot him. It turned I out see. he was uh, blue. Okay, um, not, not he got it. lost. <laughs> of course they did. But we did ask. We did ask first, and we did the... Uh, what is it? The... Uh, Fire control? No. What is that? Standard procedure. 
Yeah, and uh, they failed to comply, and we shot. So I don't think if that qualifies as we fired first. <laughs> oh, well then. Okay. Arguable. CNN would like to discuss the <laughs> breaking news. All right. So yeah, all right. Some, some topics we go about that. So so now that we've clarified, <laughs> now that we've clarified that, I know your commanders were uh, were not sort of uh, you know they they kept they, pointing the fingers. They, they were briefed on what not to say. Let's say that. <laughs> um, so let's just start off with uh, people's stories on uh, what happened at day one, uh, starting with that uh, flashpoint right there of uh, the the UN supposedly stopping people wandering through their lines. So that's that's what we're gonna name it now. So let's just hear some stories of what happened from there on. Um, if someone wants to start, that'd be great. Or yeah, who was close so, to it? Well, I can I can say so. Three three. Our first job of the day was guard duty. So the first hour we were defending the DMV and or our, our base so that we didn't see anything. But it's getting more exciting after that, so I'll let someone else. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we sat at the back and we made sure no one came and it worked good. So That is a good yeah. answer. You, you must have been briefed by your solid commander. job, sir. You, you must job. have been briefed by your commander. People yeah. forget yeah. security all the yeah. time. How do you think yeah. Rainbow even gets melee kills? <laughs> People forget security. So That's right. No, 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 not just security. Rear security. Rear security. Awareness. I'll never forget that, Zongers. <laughs> Let you down. All right, uh, Tony, where were you? What were you doing? What was happening um, from from the first like zero hour of that happening? Zero hour, sub fob uh, from fob tasked with uh, recon at city. So we were sent with the task for task of taking of uh, doing some overwatch in city. Do not engage at any forces. Do not engage at UN. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So there were uh, clear orders given. There were very clear orders. That's good. That's good. Again, do not prob- engage. First time. He was probably uh, briefed by his commander. That's good. Uh, we got there because I was with Ken, so we had vehicles. Oh, okay. So we drove on, went down. Uh, let's see. Let's pull for map. That would have been good to have a map. Yeah. You tell him ill Were you south of the map or north of the map? We were towards the. Uh, where we we set up at the back of the field, so on the south side. Okay, so you weren't even at the front yet. No, but... so uh, we were tasked with taking over the city. Taking so, over the city now. Yeah, so we had to. So we were going for Overwatch at the city, but at that point, we uh, from our command. So my command, my leader, my platoon leader. Who's your platoon leader? Uh, Ken. Okay. So we said to, he just said, uh, so we actually drove all the way up to a UN, UN checkpoint. Okay. UN wouldn't let us in. Was there bribes that needed to there be paid? There was bribes. They asked for BBs. BBs. Got it. We paid almost half of our stacks, half of our bags just to get in. Just to get in. And was just it to just get one, in the area. One, one person or just the entire squad? Uh, three people. Three people. Okay. They only well, asked three people to that get in. So, what are you gonna so, do with three people? Uh, we could barely do anything. So at that point, what we were doing, so because uh, they wanted us, so we gave them the bribe. We okay. got it. You got it. But we didn't know that we were actually going outside of the field. Oh. We were not going the right way to the city. Oh. The cities. From that point would be east of us. But we were heading outside the field towards the west. 
Oh, so, you, so you bribed them to leave. So they, we went yeah, the so wrong way. So did you guys go to like the uh, the chalet area then, or the? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The ski That's resort where is. We were heading it. So then, so then at that point we figured out. Oh, we we went the wrong way. So then, uh, once we were so then three of our so I was one of the three. So once we got into that area, we figured out. Oh, we're in the wrong area. At that point. They had another force from the back that engaged us. This was blue. This was our oh no. This is actually one of our other recon squadrons. So you got friendly fired upon. Uh, no, we didn't get. Uh, they had to tell us. We had to tell our own squad to evacuate from that recon point. Oh, okay. Or else we could have just taken that whole that swap, like that whole area down. But at the same time. Our guys, so my platoon, platoon two has gone fired upon. We had vehicles down, people down. It was just a mass shooting from that point on. And then that they, uh, then that mass shooting was from city. So UN fired upon you? Question yeah, mark? that's what people were saying at that point. UN fired upon us. All right. Because, let's, then, let's verify this. Oh, Henry. Okay, okay. Henry. Henry. Yeah, Henry. Ver- verify this for can us. Can you corroborate these claims? Can, can you? Can <laughs> you? Yeah. Can you clear up these claims of, of, of you guys firing at the red? Open initial hostilities. What time was this? Early or uh, upon start. On day two. Day, day one. one. Day one. Yeah, we were out just patrolling. We were actually just setting up base and guarding. I don't recall us doing an intense uh, You guys firefight. had a checkpoint. That was our uh, hunting team. Yeah, that team. So uh, You t- shouldn't have taken all the hunters. <laughs> there were a team of like seven or eight. So if you guys got wrecked by seven or eight, I don't know what to say about that. Oh. Oh. The other side. <laughs> all right so we'll end it off there um uh, well i want to hear from rainbow rainbow you were yeah, on the front rainbow, line tell I wanna, me i want to hear about all, yeah. those first shots okay well it, it all well during games game start when we all went to our different fobs uh we had uh jeff stay behind and guard the rear uh, just to keep our fob safe and uh platoon uh two squad two or half of us went up with stefan to go guard uh around trail 67 if you have a map trail 67 ran all the way up the hill onto the top of the minefield that overlooked the city from that trail there's a one that there's a trail that turned in and went around the actual lake lake a i believe it was that's right there we encountered uh un soldiers just sitting there just guarding that with their life they would not let a single soul even put their foot on the gravel so in hopes to get around them, we tried bribing. They would not take a bribe. We tried reasoning. They wouldn't take a reason. We even tried singing with them. They did not want anything to do UN, with I'm us. Guessing? Yeah, try singing UN. with them. When you try to sing Kumbaya with people, they tend to cooperate. <laughs> was this, was, I agree, I were agree. you singing Kumbaya in the morning? In the morning. <laughs> that is probably where you went wrong. I would probably shoot you for singing Kumbaya in the morning, too. I mean, I tried singing Country Roads as well. Didn't work. Oh, Those are uh, all I, nighttime I, campfire songs. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. 
whatever. But uh, we ended up we ended up distracting one of them. The one guy that was yelling at us. He was yelling at us very, very hard. <laughs> he finally he finally turned around after after uh, someone yelled at him to watch a specific person who was sneaking down through a swamp. Still don't know who that was. Mm. So we took that opportunity of him uh, looking away to actually run across this ten foot wide road we couldn't get past a 10 foot wide road so we literally just jumped we just he wouldn't let us he had his he had his rifle aimed up at us just yelling at us in his officer voice as soon as he turned around he saw like four or five of us just jump the gap okay we're across uh steph and my command or my uh, platoon lead decided to send me on a recon mission because i was i was running my ssg with the 12 time scope so i can actually look and see people I did my little mission, see if it's clear. It was. We started, we kept going, we kept going, and we just, then we finally hunkered down. We're like, this is where we're staying. This is a good space. If they find us here, they won't like it, but they will be scared on how close and in half a squad is. So we stayed put uh, for a while until uh, darkness rolled around. Uh, in that time between staying put and darkness, he did send me on another recon mission with uh, my second in command, Tomahawk John. Him and I went exploring and we found uh, a trail, a game trail uh, used by deer or something, something low that led right up to the city within 100 feet of, along one of the lakes there. You guys and had perfect we, view of the city then? We had perfect view and audibles. We can hear every single conversation coming out of that city. That's how close this trail is. You said you were using an SSG. I was, yes. But I also had my... Did uh, you shoot iPad, that SSG? IPad. Eventually, yes. <laughs> so we heard rumors that, not rumors, we've heard that one of the shots came from a sniper. That's what the commanders were saying. Shot. A single shot. <laughs> shot so you've, you've just, you've just confirmed world. that you were there yeah. with an SSG. Yeah. I was there with a the sniper <laughs> rifle, yes. Doing so, reconnaissance, you yes. say. I, it was reconnaissance. So what not you're my saying. fault that the guy looked at me funny. So what? Now you're shooting people based on looks. No. I would like to see your ROE, <laughs> sir. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but, continue. Uh, continue. Yeah, we we found we found our way up into there. We're like, okay, this seems like a fun spot. Just kind of sit and uh, gather more intel. So it starts to get darker. Me and uh, Tomahawk decide to run back to our command. I first called him, telling him, "Hey, we're coming up the trail. Don't shoot us." That's <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> So we, we finally catch up with them. I let them know this, the specifications of this area, what, what to do, what not to do, where to go, where not to go, where they're sitting, what we can hear. At this, at this point, the trail that the guy was, the UN was guarding is pitch black. You can't see anything. So we all said, screw it. We brought the rest of us over. So now there's, I want to say about 10 or 12 guys with us now, all in one group. We made our way up the hill and then we, and as soon as we reached the crest, we dipped down to the right to actually go down the hill to find the trail that we found. And we got every single guy into that trench trail or the deer trail that we found. And we were just listening, listening okay. to the laughter, the planning, uh, the heckling coming from the UN, just yelling at everybody. Don't do this. Don't do that. Hey, you come here. You come here. You do that. And... I decided to have the bright idea. I want to hear them better and I want to see how many people are there. So as soon as the spotlight shifted away to go look somewhere else, because uh, there was a commotion, just a bunch of yelling and a vehicle. 
when the spotlight shifted, I ran over to the wall of the UN building and put my ear right up against it. And at that point, I'm pretty sure I heard, I heard Virus talking. And I think he was eating a craft dinner cup. I'm not entirely sure because we did talk after. <laughs> he was a bunch of people were eating. There was laughing. And I was, I was just sitting there just waiting for an order to shoot, to, to do something. My Wait, buddy, you uh, said shoot. Uh, I, did, yeah, I did say yeah. shoot. Uh, uh, I was waiting. We got him, waiting. boys. <laughs> I'm six foot tall. The wall is about five foot ten. So I can easily just peer over, see how many people are there, get a rough number, and I'm signing to my uh, uh, command how many there are. It's pitch black. He can't really see. I'm assuming he saw the number two because he gave the he wanted to take out the 12 people that were in there. He's like, I don't want them in there. We should get them out. There's 12 of them. Not two, not, not two, there's 12. I, he only saw two because the next thing I know, I heard over my radio in my earpiece, on three, we shoot. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So three, two, one. I hear the echo of a GBB echoing, just passing over my head into the actual camp. I was like, oh my God, there's no way they just did that with me right here. (laughs) I look back to where it's coming from. They're all secluded, hiding over the hill. So you have the city and you have the hill and they're hiding on the other side where the game trail is. All 12 of them. I'm scared. I'm terrified. I pull pull my uh, pistol and I'm just sitting, hoping no one comes around this corner. All of a sudden I hear, I feel a tap on my shoulder. It's my second in command, Tomahawk. He saw that I was scared he, he came up next to me and now we're both on the wall and we are terrified the shots keep ringing <laughs> out the uh, UN is fi- is just trying to find where these shots are coming from and they finally find figure out where they all are and they just start hammering them that hill was lit up with so many BBs and when I finally composed myself on what just happened I, I said screw it I take my pistol John takes his pistol and eventually another dude came up still don't know his name and we just start hammering people on the other side of that wall problem is our guns aren't the most quiet so they eventually found us and started uh coming outside the camp we noticed that the camp had multiple entrances one was covered in darkness but had a bunch of guns pointed towards it the other one had a bunch of lights pointing towards it so if you were to come in through the lights your shadow would be 100 feet tall on the trees behind they know you're there a guy finally comes out or a un guy finally comes out come and we know he's there i prepare i prepare myself i'm aiming i'm aiming i see that i see his hand come around the corner and i fire of course of course my magazine jammed on me of my high cap oh, no. and did not light off five different oh. shots you had a high cap of jam on you a high cap of magazine wow. jam on me. Ouch. <laughs> One in a million. So he takes me out. He takes John out. And he takes the other dude out. It's like, oh, oh my God. If ouch. my pistol did not jam on me, I would have had your I would have had your wedding band off your finger. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna hear Henry's side of things now on, on what actually happened there. So what happened on your side there, Henry, uh from, from their encounter? So I wasn't eating because uh I didn't bring food. Oh, okay. <laughs> um but it was, it started a commotion. We started figuring out there, our perimeter was breached. So our searchlights started going uh, quite um, frantic. 
looking for the source. Uh, so I was tasked on that wall. So disclaimer, I'm team uh, squad Bravo. We're tasked with security and perimeter and uh, support missions. So I was tasked on the wall with most lights. So we started searching and there was the hill and then we uh, acknowledged, all right, let's clear the perimeter. So around the corner, I think uh, Rainbow, you, if you recall, there was a generator there, right? There was a generator, yes. Yeah, so I was the first person to round that corner for three or four shots and then I didn't feel anything. Yeah, so that's, that's my high kappa. <laughs> And then I got two of your buddies before the last one got me, but my, uh, I forgot, was it Chris was behind me. He went around the corner and took up the last one. Yeah, and the, the, the up, last guy. Yeah. there, it was basically a beehive. So it, it was a commotion. I'll acknowledge that, but... Um, we tried attacking a beehive, but unfortunately they did, the UN had far more it firepower a beehive. It was a hornet's did. nest, dude. Hornet, <laughs> hornet's nest, I got a little too close. They took yeah. out us three, and then it was just a matter of time until they just slowly pinked off every person hiding in that game trail. Oh, yeah. Thanks, so, Liam. We had all the large lights. So it yeah. was like a straight-up beam everywhere. Once we located something, uh, we basically took it out. And we had oh. Chuck <laughs> and another so, uh, PKM on the, on the scaffolding. So they were just basically yeah. running everywhere. They were so. flooding everybody out of that game. Exact track. reason why you should run LMG at every game now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so now we know that um, Red, your squad, their rainbow, shot first at the UN for that initial incursion then. Uh, there was so a it, was it was a communication mistake though, right, Rainbow? I'll give you, I'm giving you a benefit of a doubt here. They saw well, two I, fingers. I was, <laughs> they saw two fingers. I, I I did I did do this to signify twelve. Like, dude, look at me, please. Not two, twelve. <laughs> oh, oh, oh this will be all, easy. All, all of a sudden, three, two, one, crack, crack. I was like, no. And this is why when you're doing hand signals, always goes always go by ten, not not like uh, not like yeah. single ones. Like this is. I am know, inexperienced. Two, in this is twenty. Signals. This is ten. You know. 30. It's the other thing that takes practice to learn if you don't, if you've never done yeah. it before. It's, it's things you need to establish that. beforehand. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, it takes practice, exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, switch gears here. Steven, you're on the blue side. Um, let's hear stories of, you know, what you heard. I know you're, I know you're on the radio. What was the, what was the radio chatter from all this commotion that was happening? I got to tell you, radio sucked. Um, <laughs> we did, we did get good clumps, but from, the only team that had action. Okay. So, so your so kind of what happened was um, two of our platoons were left basically on sentry duty. They didn't see any action that night at all. Oh. One platoon was left to negotiate with UN on the west side, and our platoon was tasked with looking after Hill 606 and um, guarding Craig. So that left Joel's platoon. Go sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that left Joel's platoon to uh, basically get all the action, and um, our uh, recon guy, um, which uh, was Brooke. So they're the ones that saw all the actions on on Friday night, but um, what the radio chatter was basically a blow by blow uh, listening to Joel shriek like a little girl over the uh, over the radio 
So we couldn't actually hear anything other than what was happening with him and his team. Okay. So we actually didn't see any action ourselves until about 9, 9.30 that night. <clears throat> and by then, Joel's team was basically destroyed. Yeah, so I've read um, a little bit of his action report from uh, when he posted it uh, a month ago. Yeah, so he did get most of the action from First Platoon's... Uh, he, was, he was part of First Platoon, and he was second in command, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he was uh he was in charge of 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 dealing with that. So, um, from the red team, was there an encounter with, um, with blue at that time at the field? Any any anyone from so, here? Yeah, I can I can go into some some more details about what what my squad went through. Yeah, um, go ahead. After our after our guard duty was Can I share my screen? I've got some pictures, and I can point out stuff on the. Uh... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it says you disabled participants train scrap. That's okay. Um, so we we spent a good like a good hour or so at our uh, at our FOB, uh, yeah. which was down in I have my map here. Yeah. Um, which was down uh, on road sixty five, um, section five uh, L. Um, so we spent about, about an hour there, and then by the time we got orders to move, um, we we packed up and and head down the, the road up to um, the, I guess the center of the map where the ponds are. There's one pond that's right beside the edge. We met up with our commander there and then moved along the outside wall. I don't know how much blue you guys moved along the outside wall, um, like the far wall, but we were back and forth along there quite a bit. We were never really contested there. Um, yeah, that would, so be, moved... that would be Joel's team because he said he headed east towards the ruins. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we never really, we were never really contested there. We moved up to support uh, people, our teams that had been eliminated, uh, and got to a few good fights like, during dusk around that time. Um, we assume that's again, I guess yeah, Joel's team. I don't, I'm not specific on who Joel is, but um, yeah. So we, we got to some good fights there. Um, there was one point that really stands out to me that was super fun, um, where one of our guys goes down and the so enemies go down. And everyone's just kind of like, well, should we rescue our guys? Should we let them let them bleed out and then go? And then I just like, hey, whatever threw the first smoke grenade and then after I threw the first smoke grenade it was kind of like a, like a cascading effect where everyone just went ballistic and suddenly there's 30 smokes going off and it was just oh, <laughs> that's why it was, it it's like can your buddy even oh. breathe anymore oh, oh. Yeah, so yeah, that's no, why was... at that point there were a bunch of smoke front behind me yeah uh -huh. yeah it was it was crazy so the smoke grenades going off left right and center um and then that happens during well, while dusk was falling. And then by the time we regrouped, we didn't end up losing anybody. We ended up rescuing all of our teammates. Some people had to get medics at that point. Um, but at that point, it was it, it turned to dark, dark. And we know that some people on our team uh, left for the night. Um, but we stuck around. Uh, a few of our guys have nods. So we we kind of we kind of mobbed and uh, had some good engagements. I know Sharp was saying that they um, they left some guys to, to defend. Um, and it was section on uh, road 22, uh, 12 H, I guess. There's uh, the ruins there, right? I believe is what they called them. Like those, uh, where the uh, where the rocket was set up last year yeah, in Crossfire 2019. Uh, and we ambushed whoever was there. Uh, we ended their night. They um, they didn't survive. Like so basically everyone who died there on blue team was like, hey, we're done for the night. It was pretty, it was pretty. Basically, <laughs> that was <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> So basically, we were being pushed uh, towards the, when it started getting dark. Uh, a few of our platoon moved down the hill 
to, to, to that direction to see what was happening. And red was pushing towards Hill 606. Yeah. Yeah. And they were super organized. Like I was really impressed with their commander because uh, they were um, like giving orders, like concentrating fire. And it was like decimating individual players. The one, the one thing to, to note about us, at least our platoon. So I was in, I was a red team, right? I'm platoon three. Um, Who was your platoon, platoon commander? Uh, his name was Scott. Um, he was uh, a little older. He had like, longish hair. Not the Scott that um, we know um, from Omega, right? Someone else? No, no. I think okay. he, I think him and his guys are from Alberta. They were all wearing like gray. Uh, oh, gray the gray guys. Oh, the gray, gray guys. With, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so one of their guys was was our commander. Um, and so yeah, we made but... sure that um none of our radio chatter uh so me i was i was squad lead for um my group um which was isp and uh one of our other uh, teams that we practiced all the time um i was a squad lead for our kind of combined team um and our platoon chat like our radio chat was that we had no we made sure that there was no um squad members in our platoon radio chat we all had everyone in our squad was running two uh, was running like either two radios or just a radio for the squad uh, same with people on those on those other ones. So I never I never talked on my main radio uh, to my squad. I only talked with platoon, uh, and our radio communication was great. There was no interruptions. And aside from like uh, you know saying at night when we were two kilometers away, um, and the mountains were blocking our our, our bow fangs, um, we had good communication the whole time, and that was one thing that we were really happy with. So our third platoon was ran was ran very well and organized very well, and it paid off. So we felt like we were being pushed back towards the hill again. So we reported that we were seeing a lot, that we were, they were about to be overrunning our hill. So at that point, Craig made the decision to um, move everything back to where our starting point was. So a bunch of people with nods stayed behind and held the whole hill. Okay. And uh, the rest of us were to move back to the starting point. But by the time we withdrew, um, there was no sign of Craig. <laughs> and the CCEU. Oh, no. It was all gone. So and the radio off. silence. Absolutely nothing. But he moved it and didn't tell you guys. Didn't tell us where he was going. Oh, no. Told us nothing. You're expendable assets. <laughs> I'm going so I ended up walking from Hill 606 all the way to the northern side of the property looking for him. Oh, that's a to where the old blue base guy. was. Holy. And back again. And by then, I was like exhausted and it yeah, was uh, starting to walk. get really cold. And uh, my eye pro started fogging up and I thought at that point, like, I'm done. I can't, I can't yeah. see anything. It's dark. So, I can't do it. Yeah, Joel, Joel did mention that the CCP was missing or gone. Um, it wasn't it didn't reappear until dusk, and um, yeah, they were was... supposed to have a mobile one. And they yeah, didn't... and uh, the, he was running out of ammo. He was running out of troops to you know to be filled in. So uh, at that point, he basically, like, yeah, he basically uh, mo mo most of them called it a night at around twenty three thirty at night. So makes sense because yeah. uh, the admin said at around uh, night is when uh, when they ended it, and then um, I believe. Uh, he tasked um, Brooke with that 15-minute um, um, mission. 15-minute mission to get to one side of the map to the other, and they did for some 
somehow by running at night in nods and then they did that task so overall um let's just end this uh, the first day overall um Okay, See, hold on. Let me finish. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. That, 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 okay, so what happened was, is the guys with the nods actually held the hill, like Brooks' so, team, or? I uh, know that they were not Brooks' team. Okay. Which was really cool. There's only like three or four of them, and I was only running an Aurora, and one of them had a flood IR light, yeah. and I just loved it. Oh, you could see everything. Now the uh, problem was is you could the UN could was right across from us in their city and their lights were shining and skylighting us. Mm. So I think if we were pushed anymore, Red would have taken that hill. Okay. You know, we we were too busy destroying all your other assets to bother with that place. So. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, my squad my squad as well as squad plus so platoon one and platoon two we were uh we were actually pushed back all the way back to uh, 808. So yeah. we were pushed back all the way to 80, uh, 80, uh What time was this? Was this uh, like... This was during around 8.30 to 9.30. Okay, so it's still, like, this is when Blue was pushing, like, Joel's team was pushing hard on you guys, I believe. Oh, yeah. So okay. we were we were tasked to uh, secure area and to stay there because we were trying to push at that point. But they had, that was, that's pretty much one of the first firefights of the day. So I was on, during that time, I was running radios. I was running radios with uh, command. So I was on command chat and I was on uh, my squad one. So my squad, we were, at that point, we had to push up, which we did around uh, nine o'clock when we heard admin driving driving by. So we sent one of our, our smaller squads up. And so that we pushed out a bit, but that's when we reached another engagement, second engagement, two engagements at that same time. After a second firefight, uh, we tried to push up again. That's when we heard another vehicle coming in and that we would know that was actually another admin vehicle. So we had two admins crossed by our area at the same time. So we, we, we did engage them, ended up taking out both vehicles and then, uh, eventually we still didn't push up. Because we were still surrounded, we were still pretty much fucked at that point. Because they had us kept at that position, so we were holding sixty-five, road sixty-five that entire day, entire night. So pretty much until dusk. Hmm. Okay. Um. So by the time it got really dark, did it start winding down for a lot of you guys in terms of uh, uh, in terms of fighting? Uh, half of our, we had a couple of engagements there at that time, but, uh, funny thing is I was working with command at that time. And then, uh, at the same time, uh, so we had Justin on command. So, uh, the Justin as in Justin Kirkwood. Yeah. So we had, he said that he was coming down to our point. Is that when he had to negotiate with, uh, the UN crew? Uh, that's after right after right after right after negotiation with UN. okay so we were still holding that same point he said keep on holding it until he arrives it took him three hours to get <laughs> it's a long walk man it's a long walk <laughs> and that is because our radios were messed up okay so 
command chat was completely out so, of extraordinary. That well, let me point. ask Henry. Um, were you able to see Justin come down to the UN and do some sort of negotiation? If I recall correctly, he was able to go down there, but every time he got down there, he got shot or something. So um, I think that was after or around the time that uh, Rainbow was executing his uh, his endeavors. Um, so after that, we were kind of hostile, not hostile, but more um, alert. Uh, how more standoffish operating? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he didn't really get the friendly. On high alert and the, the uh, friendly yeah, wasn't okay so you shot the commander then that what you're saying or really multiple times uh perhaps allegedly i will allegedly either confirm nor, but probably yeah yeah good answer all right <laughs> okay so that ends off the first day basically for you guys um pretty exciting time um, from the gist of it, from all the after action reports I've read, and as well as your accounts, I'm seeing that Red started off the game very strong, very, very sort of a pushy. Um, you guys, yeah, aggressive. You guys technically held the town a little bit. Is that correct? Or was it still a standoff? Because I know Blue did it until they got oh. betrayed. We didn't even get to town. Yeah, yeah now time. Time. Uh, my understanding was that blue or red never really had the town the weekend. Um, okay. Not the one at all. Time, the one time that we did, we had to leave because the um, uh, circumstances got our control with the um, the, the horses coming through. Oh, oh, right? okay. So I'll we, get to we that part to, later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there later, though. So, but there was—I don't think there was really ever a point where we were in the town very much. Yeah, because for, yeah, if no. if it's blue team that held it the most, and that's Craig Wisdom's. Command. I know he had a lot of dealings, and you know, with his with yeah. his charm and as well as charisma, he was able to huh. swindle. Is, it, is his... that what that's called? Yes, he was <laughs> able to swindle the UN group to work with them. Now, Henry, is this true? Was he spotted at the UN base most of the time, or was there dealings with him, or what was what was the back? What was sort of the uh, the, the deals that you have with Blue? How much did they pay you? Yeah, how much did they pay you? <laughs> Um, in the first night, due to the sourness of the relationship of what Red had presented itself, um, Blue, from our perspective, took that opportunity to kind of um, chime, charm their way in into um, our good graces. So Craig was spotted from the north, never west side on that road there with the gate. Um, and yeah, no talk started, and uh, they were maintained. So. Um, yeah, uh, Blue did well in the negotiation side. Yeah, pays not to shoot. <laughs> um, I do want to ask. Yeah, um, there was another aspect throughout the night, deeper into the night around 10 30, 11. Um, we did come across after again, after uh, Rainbow's hostilities. Uh, we did find, I think, uh, what a platoon is 30, or we found about 30 to 60 people trying to cross into our territory to yeah. territory to go up the hill to go yeah. home from the north that's us east side right and uh yeah we were um still on a standoff standing uh, alert position and i think uh, at that time our commander malcolm 
was um, quite agitated and a little ticked off with what happened. Uh, so we kept yelling to stop, let us, um, let us uh, ask questions, but uh, the people in the back started moving. So unfortunately, um, we did fire our warning shots, but that then that was um, perceived as actual shots. And then we proceeded to massacre about 60 people. That, that was the first night, but so that stems into the future dialogue of how we got our bees. So you can confirm that PMC so massacred I'll just, just, a bunch I'll of I'll say that now. That's red. how we. It seems like under we UN flag. Babies, under, under, under the UN, UN flag, <laughs> the PMC massacred a bunch of red. Well, rules of engagement. Rules okay. At that point, that, that's why the second. They failed were, to comply. Um, yeah, no, that's why the second day we were tasked. No, so, so yeah, so that's why a second day we were tasked with uh, just just engaging UN and then uh, just ignoring green, uh, like just ignoring blue for a day. So I guess the point that uh, segments for you into the day two or whatever or which other yep. topic you have to cover. Yep. Still can't believe you called the shot. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, now that we got a gist of what happened at this night, um, it's good to hear everybody's story. Now let's move on to the next day. Where well, wait, one second, one second. Uh, so that was day one, correct? That was day one. Okay. That was day uh, one. Is there anyone here that has a story from day one that they didn't share that they would like to share? Just before we move past day one, the highlight, a moment, something, you know, anything. I wish I just want to double down. Like, I wish you guys could see like how hard we ambushed those guys, like the blue defenders at that <laughs> ruins. Like, I really want to say like it was so one-sided. It was awesome. Like, we destroyed them, and it felt so good because we've been practicing for doing exactly that leading up to this event, and being able to execute the plan was just like the sickest shit. Awesome, yeah. Especially at <laughs> nighttime, right? Yeah, working yeah. with coordination under nods and just you know, different bodies working around and stuff like that. I know how tough that can be. And it's super satisfying when it goes off like, well, yeah, it was great. That's good. Um, yeah, that's, you know, grab yourself like a Aurora and then, you know, attach it to your helmet cam or something so that you can see it at night because recordings like that are pretty precious. I know, right? That's the thing. But then you're, then you really got to work on your neck muscles. So. Oh, dude, that's already <laughs> heavy enough. Yeah. Not, yeah. One, one yeah. PVS 14 is heavy enough. You add another one yeah. and then, yeah. Counterweights are not going to help you. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, so that's good. Now that we got day one out of the way, let's start off with day two. I'm guessing this starts at 9 a.m. And then this goes all the way up to 4, 4 p.m. or 3 p.m., somewhere around there. Oh, this is the fun one. Yes, so this is this the... This is the this full is, one. Yeah, this is the beefy sort of... Uh, um, from, from, from the commander's and admin's perspective, this was the beefy end of the story. Um, this, is, this is where everybody kind of does their... Like this is where the event sort of like you know took took even higher, um. So, uh, I'm guessing none of you, uh, any one of you, did the helicopter. I didn't. Even did you do the helicopter? Yes, you did. Yep. Okay. So that went well. I'm guessing. Uh, I heard this. Not really. Not really. It it, it was good. It was fun, and uh, I think we got pretty far, but uh, we were eventually taken out by Red. Oh. Uh, but none. If if I do remind or if remember correctly, you guys were spotted by something else, weren't you? Uh, we were spotted by you. No, 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 no,
no, no, no, not us, not, not, not actual players. Someone on a certain. Oh yes, oh, that's true. Yes, yes, the yes. Horse that was, that was helicopter the two. Horse woman. The horsewoman. Okay, so helicopter one made it. So the guys in blue on helicopter one made it. So they they made it to the city from the LZ. Yeah. But Red was looking for the team two. Oh. So. What happened was when we landed in our LZ, there was a, a lady with her horses and and that there, and she got really irate and just absolutely uh, just yelled off. and screamed at us. We had to call in admin to calm her down. <laughs> she got carried. So you you your opsec was basically like like stopped by 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 a lady on a by horse. A that Got was it. oh my god she reported yeah. she reported and it in she should. when i heard about that yeah, i think it was partly our thing. fault because when we got off of the helicopter yeah we just grabbed our stuff and headed for the nearest bush or the nearest cover yeah and it was the exact opposite direction from where people were pointing okay so we just got our our stuff ready and then we headed in the right direction but by then, she was already irate and screaming at us. Mm. So we uh, didn't follow the uh, path that they kind of wanted us to. So we didn't actually follow a path. We sort of went cross-country. Well, what was your objective when you, uh, extra, uh, when you uh, inserted by Hilo? Was it just to go to... We were supposed to go to this city and extract the scientists. Got it. Okay. But, um, so we'd made it quite far, and then we started noticing that we were being trailed by a, a team behind us. And apparently, I found out later, it was a recon team that was made up of trigger people. They never really came in contact with us, but we did see them. And as we moved north, um, we kept on running into red players. And the first players we ran into were Rainbow and his guys uh, walking back to spawn, but we didn't realize that, so we just lit them up. Yeah, yeah, I do want to add to this. We were all <clears throat> dead with our dead rags on our heads. <laughs> no, there were no oh. dead rags on your heads. <laughs> there were allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. There was. <laughs> I had mine on my head. My buddy had his. We had shoulders popping out. Like, we were all just... just they, they had red uh, armbands. You know what? You guys are the Rainbow Squad. I don't know what those are. Hey, hey. But yeah. So we, we, we... kind of lit them up because because the night before, there were guys wearing red armbands to identify themselves. So we couldn't tell whether they were dead or whether Is they were just identifiers. Okay. That's okay. a good answer, I guess. <laughs> In his defense, you know? In his so, defense, yeah. I mean, you're not going to ask. You're just going to shoot. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Is, did they apologize, Rainbow? Um, yeah, kind of. More heckled us. <laughs> I think it was more like we got to get the hell out of here because we're being followed, and these guys are going to tell them where we are. Uh, uh, we yes. we didn't. We we were just like, oh, what the heck just happened, man? And we just we just started heckling yeah. them. <laughs> so there was actually a group that was right behind you that was uh, alive. Yeah, yeah. We we did and find we, them, but we didn't we didn't talk to them. They were too busy. And we and we took them all out. Yeah. And we almost reached the lake where the teepee was Lake when we were finally yeah. ahead of us. So they, they managed to take us all out. 
yeah that, that that was that was one heck of an encounter okay so it was really kind of cool because i think the recce squad that was following us is trying to take us out was following was a trail of red team bodies uh it was yeah we we bodies. uh Late, later that day, we did we and Red or uh, my squad, Rainbow Squad, ended up finding our reconnaissance squad, which isn't supposed to happen. You're not supposed to find them; they're yeah, supposed yeah. to find you. But we we found them, had a chat, and they they we t- they told us like what they were doing. They they said that you had to re- you had you had to revive them. I'm guessing as you want to. Uh, no, no, they. Oh, this was like a couple hours after. Oh, okay. Um, so but, uh, it was really fun. Because uh, we were more concerned with moving forward than we were getting into fights. Yeah. So every time we felt that we uh, saw someone or they saw us, it just stressed us out about uh, we got to keep on moving. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, they made it pretty dang far. Okay, so uh, that's from the helicopter part. So let's hear everybody else's story who didn't take the helicopter. Uh, um, so where were you guys at the very beginning? Uh, if someone actually, wants to jump in, yeah. Before, so during the helicopter thing, uh, is so before the helicopters were even landing, yeah. Uh, I want to well, yeah, so somewhere around somewhere around when the game officially started, uh, my squad and I, uh, just just Rainbow Squad, we let we uh, Stefan and the rest of them went uh, down to take over that TP. I, I think I don't know, they, he didn't really tell me anything, he just told me to hold this hill. So we held the hill that's overlooking city. Well, tried to at least. We found our way uh, on one side of the teepee, or on, on one side of the lake near the game trail that we took. And UN and Blue were both shooting at somebody, at some red, I'm assuming. Uh, that was just high. They were just scattered throughout. I swear, to, I swear there was like 30 of them because this fight went on for a while. Just bees flying back and forth, yelling, smokes, everything. But we're just sitting there just watching, just watching the chaos happen because we cannot tell what is going on. I'm trying to call Stefan. I'm trying to radio Stefan. I, I'm not getting anything. So there's, uh, there's a total of four of us. Uh, there's myself. There's my second, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, third, Bubba, and then uh, a buddy of his, uh, Eddie. We're all just hunkered down in the shadows, in the trees, just sitting there, enjoying the view of the lake, listening to people get hit we hear sticks and stuff and talking behind us. I'm too scared to turn my body fully to look. So I just kind of do like one of these side eye things. And I see uh, the, uh, the, green, the green patch that recognized for team blue. We then realize, oh no, we're about to get surrounded, aren't we? So I, I tell my squad, okay, everybody take, take 10 steps forward, get inside this forest, get more shadowed, just, just hide. So we all we all just kind of hunker down, just look at look at the pretty lake, just kind of keep our guns forward away from the guys behind us. There's two snipers, and then uh, one guy on radio that's telling us what to do, trying to trying to figure out. They they never checked what team we were. They assumed because we were in front of them, facing the way that they're going, that we were them, that we were blue. They didn't bother challenging us with a challenge word. They didn't bother saying, hey, what team are you? They just started giving orders. Like, hey, they want us down here. Okay. And then we just sat, we just continued watching. Finally, uh, one of the snipers, I, I already forget, I forgot his name, but him and, him, him and I, oh God. 
uh, I had bubs about 10 feet uh, slightly uphill to me, or not even 10 feet, like seven feet, like within touching distance. And then I'm sitting here just watching and all of a sudden this dude walks right in between us. He gets right beside me and starts talking to me. So what do you see? I'm like, there's no way this is about to happen. There's no way. He's like, uh, you, you know, nothing much. And as I'm talking, I slowly reach for my karambit that's on my side. And that's when I draw my karambit and I, and I, and I get him. I stab him. I was like, melee kill. He's like, <laughs> he looks at me like, no, no way. And I, I, quickly whip her, I quickly whip around and hide behind him like, shh, 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 shh. you can't talk. <laughs> you can't talk. I barely killed you. And just to make sure I, I uh, LARPed it, I, I like put it up to his neck. It's like, you cannot talk. Your throat is now slit. Do I have consent to search you? Because my immediate thing was like, these guys have something that we don't know and I need them. His two other buddies Absolutely. are still up on the hill. His two friends oh, are still there. Oh, he can't even warn them. <laughs> he can't. He can't. So I'm sitting there with my knife still in his chest. I'm like, do you have anything that I can take? Like BBs until he's like, I got some BBs. He unzips his uh, front pouch, gives me the BBs. I put them in my front pouch. <laughs> by, by that time, these guys realize or start to realize what's up. I was like, I, I can see it in there. I can see it in their eyes, their body motion, like what, what they're doing, what, what they're trying to do. They're trying to triangulate all four of us into one shot. So I find I grab my high kappa and my buddy's MK23 that he threw up to me because he kind of fell down a hill into the lake, but don't talk about him. And I just start, I just start lighting. Uh, they don't know where the shot's coming from because I'm using a silenced pistol. Finally, shots start ringing out. Everyone gets hit. My three buddies are dead. They're yelling medic. They're waiting for me to rise them. Problem is there's an unknown, at least two unknown people up there. I hear a very, very familiar voice. My buddy Dan, from, he's part of our team as well. Trainwreck went up there in two different squads, one on blue, one on red. We found Trainwreck squad. I hear the voice. I was like, oh, there's no way this is about to happen again. I finally say, okay, everybody, the jig is up. I know I'm outgunned. I know I'm outbeat. Can I barter, can I barter my life? Dan, I challenge you to a duel. He's like, no way. Bravo, get up here. We're dueling now. So I strip down, grab my knife, walk out. I finally see the rest of uh, the rest of train wreck and everything. And we had a duel uh, next to the minefield in view of everybody. A, a good old fashioned knife fight. Unfortunately, uh, I, I drew, it, it was a draw. So we both died. Unfortunately, I had no one to res me. And they had a whole squad to res. So they res the guy that I dueled, Dan. And then they res the guy that I melee killed. I, I want to say his name was Justin. So Justin, uh, Justin walks up to me and says, hey, can I have those BBs back? <laughs> <laughs> I unzip my pouch. I take out the BBs like here. And then... Uh, Full circle. They, yeah, we, ha we had a nice little picture. Or we had a picture and... Uh, handshakes and nice seeing you blah 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 and then, uh, that's when we all walked away as a big dead squad walking away and that's when uh the helicopter guys found us and lit us lit the dead guys up so that was a fun little beginning to a morning got my melee kill and uh also got killed got got killed through a duel hey that Had was, to give that away was an the epic, bbs that, that i took was an epic kill though it yeah, was an epic kill cool. i am so happy that happened 
All right. And uh, for Jeff, um, yeah. what was your morning like from the very beginning and then tr- up to that point where the helicopters came in? So we, we were kind of like the like the bruiser squad, I guess. Like we just, the our command just like told us to do stuff and then we like held positions. And we didn't do a lot of running about. We definitely did a lot of, of sitting in place and making sure nothing happened. Uh, so that's what we did. We, um, we, um, started off uh in the middle of the lakes because there's lake a by the two um sorry lake d by the uh by the two uh structures e was in the back by the wall and then there's the line a b and c right so for the morning we sat um between there's there's a land bridge between b and c uh, and we held that position for maybe like two hours or so. We, we spent a lot of time fighting the UN technicals in that area. Um, some of the guys from Myrmidon were also in that area as well. Um, and because it was basically like, if you continued up the road, you got to the strong, to the town. And so Blue was on one side of, of the lakes uh, and we were on the other side. And so it was just a pitched fight between that, like lots, lots of fun engagements. Um, people tried pushing unsuccessfully, vice versa. Um, and yeah, then, then the UN would send vehicles down and we didn't really, there wasn't really much we could do in terms of um, negotiating with them at this point. So it was, we were just fighting them um, and we had fun. Yeah, we, we got to sit there, we got to shoot a lot. Um, our commander was in the area a lot. So there was lots of, lots of communication with him. Um, and yeah, we, we basically sat there it, bouncing back and forth between those lakes. There's one point where we were pinned down behind the lake, um, right after the helicopters, uh, pinned down on the, the hill line, um, like the, the ravine going down to Lake E, um, for a good 30 minutes or so, uh, before our whole team regrouped and pushed them off. And, okay. um, yeah, it was crazy. We just, we sat there for so long, just like fighting and like taking pot shots and like throwing smokes and yeah, it was a good time. Okay. So it wasn't not like, not nothing yeah, too not big like, then. No, nothing like nothing cool and sneaky or whatever, but it was just like, you know, we, we shot BBs and we had a blast. So like, okay. <laughs> at Airsoft at its core, I guess. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's honestly a great time. That's, no that's what, good. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that you were with your friends, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Tony? I saw, uh, from what I heard, you now saw, the stories. You, I saw, you saw, um, blue team's helicopter landed, you said. So what, what were you doing before that? Blue team's. Oh, so that was earlier. Uh, we were on tasked with in the morning no yeah so in the morning around eight we were i was talking with uh, we were talking with justin and then uh he said we'll be uh then one of the great shirt guys so that at that time those guys were in control and they said uh at that time we needed to uh just uh at that point uh we were tasked with to take over city okay so we were tasked with uh if you see you and kill them Whoa. so yeah, yeah at that that's point some, that's was, some pretty harsh war crimes you know that right just take that. <laughs> and then, you know what so, you just said right yeah those are some pretty point, harsh war crimes uh, <laughs> so then we moved up and uh we uh all right so then we got to the lake at that point we pushed up to the lake so then at the lake we that's when uh fire engagement started so we had three uh three of our platoons was there as well as our command so our whole so pretty much the whole, uh half of our red team uh platoons one and two and uh, that were all in that area 
So we were tasked with just take down UN, but then at that point we had a massive firefight. Was Ken awake at that point? No. Ken, oh, uh, <laughs> funny, funny situation with him was Ken was Ken was sleeping in the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when he woke up, it was already uh, by the end of the day near nighttime. So it was around eight o'clock. Uh, no, he came in the afternoon, but then he started chilling out. So he came out around uh, near seven thirty. What a commander! Yeah, that's that, that's Ken. He just forgot it was a Milsim, you know. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we tried to get him up at like we went into his cabin to get him up. Oh yeah, he was a cabin. <laughs> yeah, we went eight thirty and then okay, so and we got people pushing him to get so up. So that's 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 around evening time. That's the next game. Yeah, right, let's let's deal with the uh, morning game first. Morning. Uh, so during that, so during the fight with UN, uh, UN had two uh two LMGs in the bushes. And okay. this is near city. They had one RPK and they had a uh, Chaka at that time. In the bushes, laid there, just firing at us. So that's, and then at that point, UN actually pushed up. So then, uh, whole red uh, from red from platoon two and and then uh, platoon three were both taken down. Wow. That's Those, a, that's effective machine gun fire. That's if you could take by down... UN. If you could take down two platoons with that, we uh, we were we weren't taken out. I was in platoon three. No, then it was platoon one and two. There you go. So because you guys were tasked with uh, going around, <clears throat> tasked for, for going for the back. So then yeah, so we were both taken down at that point. We had we couldn't do anything. So then at that point we just said, all right, we're just gonna go back. So you guys so, got pulled back then. Yeah, okay, we so that... we just. That sounds that familiar to what Justin said from the previous podcast in terms of uh, two platoons getting decimated um, from from the UN, basically. Um, I'll have to reread that story, but uh, let's let's confirm with Henry. Henry, what happened in that morning time when uh, when these guys were when Red was pushing up to you guys? Was there some hostility? What happened? Did you guys open up first? Did they open up first, or? So it was a lot of yelling. It was on that northeast trail that led to the teepee, to that crossroads there. Okay. Uh, so we were, Bravo team was still in city, and then we had other teams, um, Delta, Charlie, all spread out in different regions. So I think the call came in that uh, the uh, large amount of red team was spotted coming up from that path. So we reallocated our resources there. We were set up, so we had machine guns. We had, um, I think, at least two squads set up there waiting. Um, was that the path leading down towards the lakes? Sorry. Yeah, it is. Sorry, that? Was that, that was the path leading down towards the lakes, right? Yeah, to the lakes. Uh, on the right yeah. side, there's a pond, and then yeah. it went to a swamp on the left, if you're looking down towards yeah. TV, yeah. and then uh, eventually led to that crossroads. So we were getting set up there, and um, so Red, it was a large force that came up, and basically, uh, we were yelling uh, to tell them to stop, identify, and um, this, or yeah, just basically stop, identify, and uh, negotiate. Uh, so lots of yelling, and then I think from the red team, uh, there was a yelling saying that uh, do not stop and engage, or continue pressing on. So we were yelling back saying, you know, stop, let's like stop, or you will be fired upon. 
and then um and then yeah it, it all uh, all hell broke loose so we started firing our machine guns was firing we eventually because our squads we are limited numbers uh, at first we were um, getting pushed back to almost the entrance of that path uh, from city um but eventually we uh, geared up our side by sides and we started uh, forming behind it and by that time we had additional squads and uh, we were organizing into uh, the side by sides and closing in from the different sides um so th i think that was what tony was mentioning that you guys started getting watered there um so we pushed them back to the around the entrance of that uh, back to the clearing where the swamp and the uh, pond eventually cleared up and then it uh, just became a stalemate there but yeah it's a firefight okay yeah so what was red's objective in this just to eliminate the un pmcs or was it like i think right the, the vibe that I got was that we were we were basically just holding um, and making sure that people who were down and like the recon squads were revived um, and everyone was kind of like in the same thing. So it wouldn't, as you're saying, the stalemate, like we were when it, during that stalemate, that's when you were shooting at us from the lake and we were shooting back, right? We got into a lot of good fights with you. Um, and it was it was mostly just hold the line until we have, to, uh, I wouldn't say regroup because there was ever a point where we felt like we were overpowered, but more like until we can come up with a different plan and reapproach the situation. Okay. And um, out of all this, I got to ask, uh, what was uh, the scientist's role at the very beginning here? Um, was it just <laughs> like, what was, what was, what was he doing in the UN? And what was red and blue's goal in all of this when it comes to the scientist part? Because I know he played a role in the afternoon, not in the morning, but in the morning he was showed up, he was showing up. Um, yeah. As far as that, the vibe that I got from the scientist and my team lead was he was just kind of I don't know if he was captured or if he was actually hanging out with the UNs but he was he just kind of stayed inside the city for a good amount of time just for, we didn't get close enough to hear or hear any chatter about it but from what I gained from a reconnaissance mission I did and just simply looking into the city with my scope he was just having a grand old time with them don't it's know like, what he was doing. It's like he was working with them. Yeah, Question it's like mark. it's as if he was working with them. Yeah, we made popcorn. So, oh, that's convincing <laughs> enough. I, I haven't seen the the like uh, first day. I don't even know who the scientist was, and we we're talking about him. Uh, last minute of the uh, uh, what let's say day three. Uh, I didn't even know for like the whole event. I didn't even know who the scientist was. Uh, you mean the man in the white lab coat? Yeah, until the last minute. That was part uh, of okay. your mission briefing. So yeah, I can kind of, of fill in some of that. Oh, yes. I want to hear the blue side of things now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, there was a point at which uh, Blue was invited in to help defend the city while UN was out fighting Red. And uh, there was actually a big push by Red, and they, they almost took the city at one point. And we managed to push them back. And uh, during that time, Dave was lipping off to the scientists and some of the UN people. And and that's how we got put in jail. Oh, that's uh, where the, the fight broke out between uh, both yeah. of them. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. And then did you guys try and rescue Dave or was he just stuck there? For no, him? no, hell, he deserved it. <laughs> We actually liked him. <laughs> All right, so you're with the commander in that one, okay? 
Yeah, so what we, uh, yeah, the commander was for it too. Like, I mean, lock him up. It was good for everybody. <laughs> for the greater good. For the greater good, lock him up. So <laughs> after we'd uh, basically secured the city, uh, what happened was it was it turned into a meat grinder. Yeah. The, uh, the, we would go and the UN would attack the red and then they, all their dead would come back and then it'd be a tag team. And then a bunch of blue would go and fight red. And then when they were dead, they would come back and they'd slap hands on the way past. <clears throat> tag yeah. team. Lots of, lots of pitch fighting during this time, like in, in that same area, just outside of town. Yeah. Like tons of fighting. Like, yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah. Hail 67 was just a death zone. Anybody mm -hmm. walk up that you're getting shot. Wow. So eventually there came a point where uh, I think both Blue and UN launched an attack at the same time and we pushed red beyond the, the, the lakes. And that's where the uh, where we we shot at a bunch of the people and took one of the red technicals. Is this when we had uh, a technical and a CCU. Is this red had a technical? I didn't even know that. Is this when? Yep, they um, did. Yep. Is is this when uh, when Justin mentioned about the uh, the fallback that they had to do all the way up north? It, it probably at was L, it probably at the was. L area of, of yeah, that, that north. We had a DMR guy on our, our squad, and he took up uh, took out a whole bunch of them around that tactical. Wow! <clears throat> so was it like a for you guys? Were you part of that fallback on red? To, to yeah, keep falling so back? we. Once, once we were we, as I was saying before, at Hill E, sorry, not Hill E, Lake Lake E. Um, why, on the opposite side of the lake, we noticed a whole bunch of our school, our uh, team moving um, up north, and so once they had passed, we kind of uh, retreated from the lake uh, and then followed them up. Um, we had to carry like the CCP and a whole bunch of other really heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to my boys who carried a lot of stuff this weekend, like a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, Justin was very happy for us. For, Those for things aren't that. light. Um, I know. No, they're no, not, not at all. Not, they require they require two people. Like we had like we had like fallen trees and we we're using them as um, uh, what's it called? Stretcher. Yeah, that'd be like a stretcher, right? So we were, we were hauling them. Yes, yeah, so we retreated basically all the way up. Wouldn't you say it was a treat uh, as much as it was a strategic. Strategic movement. Yeah, and so we went all the way up to close to the ruins where we'd ambushed the guys the night before and set up the, our CCP hidden in the in the trees, like right outside that. Um, this was this was after the helicopters, right? This is more like getting into early afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so the they came running up to me after they captured the vehicle, and they found all sorts of red plans and stuff in it. Uh -oh. So they come running up to, with a sheet and they say, well, we've got all the reds, frequencies, and stuff like that. And they're going, um... <laughs> and here's the thing is, is the, the frequencies were pre-planned ahead of time. Giving them yeah. to me didn't do anything. Everyone knew them anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think I think in the spirit of the event, no one was really doing that. No, no you're really not doing. supposed uh, to, yeah. Later, yeah. later, later. Yeah, exactly. They were yeah. on last day. That's you know, I think it was kind of like half the that was like kind of like just a free for all that. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, yeah because I'll, most I'll, of us, I, I think we were honoring the other people's frequencies. No, oh, yeah. no one was using. Yeah, I know. We, uh, yeah, I know we were not sure. not a lot of frequencies are being stolen, but I could tell you right now that Rainbow Squad before time, before the game even started, we decided to write down a few things. <laughs> uh, in 
I myself put it in a code that unless you're a nerd nerd, you're not going to understand because I learned a different, I learned a different language for this for Crossfire to be able to write it down. So I, I don't, I doubt they even deciphered it. But if you guys deciphered that. Well, don't don't tell us now. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, say, no, 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 I got it. I got it next year. I got next year's planned out already. I'm already in the midst of learning another language to, to do something else. <laughs> yeah, but he, he literally, when it was, this was during my duel, after I died of the duel, the guy came up. Do you have any BBs? Yes, give him the BBs. And he found my uh, notepad that was in that, that was in that pouch as well. I pulled the notepad and the language that was there was like, oh my God, I am not going to read that. <laughs> he called his he called his buddy over he's like hey take a picture of this why looks important because i did write important because it was take a picture of it uh it wasn't until after the op that i actually got a text message about it he finally finally someone actually de deciphered it and it was mm. i'm so proud that he deciphered it because i know exactly what game he was playing to decipher it so uh, yeah, unless you were a nerd, you weren't gonna figure that out. So the, the language that I learned, I I know I'm gonna sound like a very much child. I don't know if you understand the language of the Minecraft enchantment table. Oh my god! I do. Oh <laughs> I my do god! Uh, <laughs> that's it. I'm using that. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's Minecraft pretty dope. <laughs> enchantment table. I wrote down all my information on it, all the important information, and the dude figured out one line. He's like, "No goddamn way." Is this Minecraft enchantment table? Yes, sir, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you figured that out. That's pretty good. I like oh, well, I would have yeah. figured it out as well <laughs> if I looked at it long yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, if you looked at it long enough, you'd be able to figure that out. It's a very simple language. But now I have a different language that I'm learning with other mathematics to do other things. Okay. The thing I found was because the action was so uh, con concentrated and happening so quickly that even if you captured intelligence, it would be immediately uh, no good because things were happening so quick. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So that is um, 9 a.m. till uh, 4 or 3. Oh, so that was... That's moving up to the chaos. Yeah. So now <laughs> now it comes, uh, unless anyone wants to add to that morning no, game. There's, um, During so this, that morning. This is, before the, this is before the break, right? Correct. Yes, yes, this is before the break, yeah. Yeah, so there's some there's some pretty interesting stuff that happened right before that. So after we after we reconvened up at the ruins area, um, we basically made a whole company level push uh, down through the the like the un the untrailed area in the middle of the map, like yep. right above. Um, and we swung around to like Blue's like entry point, um, which is by the um, what do you call that uh, the campground? Like it was a campground entrance, um, and we made a big push over the hill. Uh, there. Um, this is when you guys got. Like a, this is this when you guys got pushed back. Yeah. So all the way up there, and then you pushed, guys pushed back again, and then we pushed back from the opposite side, right? So like striking back, like past blues, like spawn area coming okay. in from that angle, right? Just as kind of like a, a a different change of pace before the the break. So we we pushed along there, um, and while we did encounter some blue, there there it was a lot of confusion there that we found on our end. Um, so we we eliminated some some forward um, recon guys, but um, after we passed, like we should have had someone hovering there to make sure that they they died and went back to respawn. Because after we passed, because we were kind of at the point of this, um, our team came up behind us and then was like, "Oh, you guys are dead," and then revived them. 
And these were the <laughs> so then these guys were like, great, thanks for the revive. They run into the bushes, and then during our assault, they come behind us and they start wrecking havoc on us right from behind. And we're like, oh, we killed these guys already. And yeah, I had a good laugh about that. Um because you, you yeah, know they were you know challenge and password do apply to being medic as well, right? So they should have done that. Yeah, absolutely they should have. I mean at, at that point so we didn't um on both sides, like we knew the enemy's challenge and um the enemy knew our challenge, so it didn't really matter at that point. Uh, you didn't switch like, it up or anything? We we changed it up later, but we it wasn't communicated well enough to our team because we still yeah. had friendlies giving us the old challenge, like yeah. even like an hour before the end of the event. So Oh lovely. Well that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what um that's what uh, Scott was mentioning that um someone got medic from the other team and then quickly yeah. eliminated them I afterwards. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> so, that, was, that was a funny time. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. So, yeah, that's that's always it's always not fun reviving your own enemy and then having them attack you again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. After my duel, I did beg them to to medic me again. I was like, "Come on, just just let this we're on the same team. We're on the same team. Yeah, we're we're on the same team. Just medic me. Just, 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 <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you. I won't hurt you. Okay. So at this point, everybody's uh, sort of tired. Um, you had about almost like twenty-four hour. No, not twenty-four hours. Like two days worth of games in. You still have. You're you're in the halfway point now. This is the big break in between the the Saturday game. Um, yeah. Did anybody know who won the uh, the raffle? Did any one of you guys win any raffles or no? Uh, Fires took half of it. Yeah, Fires took half of it. What? What did you win? So okay, so I didn't have a lot of tickets. Basically, our team was not. uh, They were just comfortable with where they were. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take the tickets, and um, if we win, we win. And um, so our our tickets got drawn like four times in a row. In in a a row. row. Mm -hmm, It was quite a bit. Wow, that sounds rigged. It was. I, I, <laughs> it sounds I, a little sus to me. I, I thought that Julian gave them it. Like, oh, okay. Probably set it up. <laughs> so what'd you oh. win? Uh, we won. What was it? One of them was three EPM mags. Yeah. Okay. And then one was uh, two green gas cans. The baby cans, yeah. Yeah, yeah the baby cans. One was uh, BBs, and then we're like, we don't really need it because we have too much. <laughs> and then I th- I forgot what the last one was. Something small. Yeah, I have no idea. Something small. Then you don't remember. Yeah, it had to no, be something but, small. Okay, it was. Oh no, 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 wasn't it uh, the Bifrost tracer unit? The Bifrost. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I was bad. so mad. At, I was so mad about that. And uh, but it was the principal. Like I, can't, I didn't want to be called out that they kept pushing me up on the truck bed. And it was... <laughs> get back up. Get back yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, now we know who yeah. won. All right. I got one bag of BB. Not bad. That's... I got a patch. But then <laughs> also for the BBs, uh, they had a rule where you can actually use it the day of the event. Yeah, any BBs won in the raffle was to be used in game. And it can also be taken away. So if you were able to capture the guy who won the BBs, you would have had a whole bag of twos with you. At that point though, we um we had so many BBs given to us by our commander yeah. that it really didn't oh, matter. So, like that was... so it wasn't a finite supply. It was basically just like, hey, here you go, here you go, here you it go. It was a finite yeah. supply, but like 
from a there was just so perspective, many. you can tell that they had more VBs than they expected, and they were just like, please use these. So, because I, I, I ended up leaving the event with more VBs in my possession. Oh, that's I what had. I figured out as well. Right? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I, cool. we barely, like, in this event, I barely even fired any. Really? Like, well, half we, of mine. I shot a lot, but they just kept giving us uh, Welcome so. to Milsim. Half of yeah. mine was literally just communication, like, just comms. Okay. So, yeah, I think um, I fired maybe. One thing I asked your commanders was supply chain. Um, was there a big issue supplying troops at the front or getting supplied from the rear? Was there any issues with that? Medic water, ammo? Uh, first day was a big problem. First day when we were held back at 65, uh, we had people running out. So we you had, had runners, okay. one running out. I was doing all the uh, the feeding up BBs. So I had, I had whoever had, uh, so we had, to, what we did was uh, people with access BBs and, and their megs, because uh, Megs, so BBs and Megs couldn't be taken away. Yep. So what we did was uh, they took the BBs and the Megs, we dumped it all into a speed loader. So we dumped it all into an Odin. And then we ran all the way up to the front line just to handle that over. So we got half of the people there more firepower just to sustain the fire down range because we were engaged by blue. And then for Saturday morning, was it an issue as well, or did you guys figure it out that Saturday morning, uh, if people were coming in late, they won't have any BBs because that time will be out. Okay. And so, uh, what about for you, Stephen? What about for Blue? Was there any supply chain issues? Uh, Friday there was and... an issue because of uh, the teams that were active on Friday night were running out. Um, we didn't have any problems until our CCP disappeared with the radios and the, uh, the BBs <laughs> and everything yeah. else. It's just up and left. Wow. Okay. So and good. Saturday, everything was fine. There was lots of Oh, well, that's ammo. good to know I got sorted out then. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about, um, I'm guessing this was a big highlight for a lot of folks because uh, from 6 till midnight from Saturday. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's was uh, no, I sad on time City. for me. Sad time. Well, I think sad this. Th I think this is when Blue. Um, Blue's in city. Yeah, Blue was it like totally in city. You guys were in control, and that changed over the next day. But we'll talk about what's happened now. So Blue's in city. Okay, so we, we know we know down. Blue's in city. We know um, Jeff uh, Blue Commander was still up at that um, northern quadrant area where uh, you guys got pushed back that's where you guys started mm, right so we cut no kind of so we a whole bunch of people started like went down the main road like the because red was spawning in one spot right and blue was spawning in the city at this point in the game yep. so a whole bunch of like most of red like platoons two and platoons three i think spawned at that point however we had gotten permission um three i think um so platoon three we actually spawned at blue spawn through the campsite so that's we, what yeah. okay so they they um we got like um we got like air they just called it we got airdropped in behind um to kind of do a two-prong attack to keep it interesting so you guys were um what craig called the the, the recce team that was behind their lines biting your yeah uh, biting it wasn't line. a recce team it was a recce platoon oh so wow just, right. yeah. <laughs> so it was so, an entire platoon yeah. got it we yeah, had so one we, platoon going back like yeah. backside just to keep that cover we we were allowed to we were allowed to spawn um from blue 
from Blue's um, spawn point for this point, like um, from the, the uh, what's it called, just to keep it interesting, um, okay. to keep um, the uh, the city attack attack fun, right? So that's what that's what we did. We spent a long time um, in kind of the um, there's like there's two fields, I guess, is that really open field directly to the north of city, right? And then the kind of like half foresty, half fielded area close to the campsite entrance. Um, mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time, probably a good two or three hours um, as it was getting dark in that area, just like attacking back and forth and like uh, doing all sorts of stuff and throwing lots of smoke grenades and like uh, prodding the defenses at the sound and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, from, from, the pod, from the previous podcast, you were giving him a lot of headaches. Oh yeah, it was it was nuts. We we came close to getting people in the city multiple times. It was just really hard because it was like we the communication at that point wasn't the best. Um, our platoon commander, he was he was like uh, if, after a first couple of attacks, he was like I he was tired, so he went off. So our communication wasn't the best at this point. So it was probably the weakest. Yeah, it was for the whole the whole weekend, but it was still basically we just sat there. And I think there was a point like when. Um, when the city switched sides that we attacked and then we like attack up to the city and then we get shot at we're like oh like it's actually us and that then, so was all... you okay yeah because rainbow squad linked up with you yeah okay right, and right. Then, and okay then, yeah and then we we all died because we attacked the town and then they're like hey you all died i revived yeah. you <laughs> yeah you revived us and then we were like oh we can just go into the town and spawn because it's yeah. ours yeah so that, that was yeah. I, I, so, I can tell i can tell that full story so is this before. is this when um un change hands from red or sort of from blue to red yeah or is that yeah it went from red to blue or went to blue to red yeah okay yeah. so is this where the betrayal happened where the um this was later was... in the day like near near yeah, what, like was, what was that wasn't? what was that call code you guys came in when justin no when uh when Julian? order 66 no it wasn't order 66 <laughs> uh, I, f I forgot what he said at the very podcast there where call like sign? broken arrow or something yeah it was like a it was like a it was like a code that they they the yelled dude out said something yeah I, I think henry might know henry do you know this code that they are uh, they mentioned like when you guys turned um strawberry what was that? What? strawberry yes strawberry okay. But before that, there was one thing that uh, Trigger pulled that was pretty impressive. I don't know if you guys, uh, they said it yet, was that they drove back in their side-by-side -side behind our side-by-side. -side. Yeah. And... Um, when, when, when did this happen? This was, um, I think, about five or four or five on day two. Okay. Or was it day three? I think, uh, Tony, this is when you were... Uh, Oh, watching. This is, this is, oh, this is that thing. All right, I'm gonna go on the line. Was that day uh, two? Uh, day two. Day yeah. two at the day evening. Day two time? in the afternoon. Oh, afternoon. They they legit <laughs> just up into city. Nobody asked them anything, and uh, they caused a commotion, and they got annihilated by a pistol for sure. A full squad of seven, but um, yeah, blue started turning on us. There was yelling um a lot of team killing yeah it was fun this place okay i'm gonna, I, I'm gonna like, touch up on this so uh th at this point what i was doing i was chilling on top of the pizza place eating pizza so at the same time uh we were watching a raid go down uh but we actually ordered the raid so all of these guys were actually near uh near the spawn point they were just spawning in so they just came in because uh, at this day, Ken woke up at lunchtime. 
<laughs> so oh, okay, so we're going back to game two then. So at lunchtime, uh, so this is like lunch break. Uh, this is before lunch break. Before lunch break, okay, one or two. So yeah. yeah, so around that time, uh, what we did was so these guys were at were far south. So they were at the back of the field. They were near, uh, we were near, they were near Hill 606 at that point. So they were near that point. So then we ordered them to take the side by side. And uh, so what I had at that point was, so I told my dad that we need to cause some commotion here. City's getting really boring. Because we can see where the blues fob is. We know we can see from my angle up there, I can see every single angle. I can see whatever happening down low. But all I needed was so I went up back to my cabin, grabbed a radio. Uh, so that's comms. And then I grabbed a map, a compass, and a rangefinder. So once I grabbed those, I contacted back to my squad, so that which is uh, squad two in platoon two. So I was back on comms with those guys, and then uh, we gave specific orders that tell city is pretty much undefended. There is fog on the right, and. Then uh, there is another group, uh, then uh, as well as Blue Commander. Uh, so Craig's car, uh, whatever, it wasn't Craig's car, it was someone else's car that he was driving, was parked in the back. So that, uh, so at this point, we, I ordered people to take in city. And then, so that if you see the video, uh, that's when. Uh, so before that, there was actually one engagement that we had with City, and then afterwards, uh, what we did was uh, I ordered Ken. So at this point, Ken wasn't really in charge at that point. So I told Ken that uh, we needed to go and take City at this moment because there's nobody. So what he did was we took at least half a platoon of people, just our guys, at least. We had seven or eight guys with us at that point. And Ken, with his side-by-side, -side, drove in, and then the raid happened. So they were on uh, city wall, city wall. They couldn't see anybody there, as well as that's when uh, Green was alerted. And then if you, if you look closely and see the uh, – there's a talk between Ken and the other guy in the video – where it shows uh, both of them uh, say, what? I, I didn't tell you to. So we pretty much planned a surprise attack. They didn't know what was happening. And then, so then Ken was like, uh, so then, then the argument between uh, Trigger and, uh, and then they end with the UN happened. So then for the rest of the day, we weren't allowed to attack uh, City at all because of this commotion. Because of your insubordination, got it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, because we also—that's also, that's also have, war crime. Uh, wow, communicating have, uh, from out of uh, the game area. Yeah, exactly. Pizza commander. It was out of bounds. Uh, the deck and going back to your cabin—that's uh, not exactly. Um, 
anticipated that would be it's better. Not exactly kosher. You're so, banned. But it was fun. I shot my commander twice. Oh, so. <laughs> but then, uh, it did it did work though. It it sowed confusion. And uh yeah. what happened yeah. is it almost broke uh the pact between UN and Blue at that point because Blue wasn't trusting UN because a lot of the shots coming were from red, but we thought they were UN. Oh, there you go. And then uh, that's at that point. Once you uh, were you uh, once you got back into control, uh, that's when uh, Ken and then the Trier guys got into the but in jail. And then yeah, the whole other story with Ken and and the jail thing. Wait, Ken was in jail too. Oh, Ken was in jail as well. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Okay. And then, uh, and then the funny situation there erupted, uh, where uh, Ken says he doesn't want to be in jail, and then they were arguing, constantly arguing. And before that, they also had another argument with the UN, uh, with one of the admins, over disengagement. Okay, sounds game breaking. Sure. And then, uh, and then what happened after that was uh, the cap. So, like, had pretty much the whole team just gets captured, and then. Uh, and then it goes back to uh, our, uh, and then and then we, and then it just goes back to us just just hanging out up there, just talking. Okay. Um. So when did that? Um. So at game three, when did that uh, part happen where uh, they yelled out the code? I think it's strawberry shortcake or something like that. What um, what Craig was mentioning when they got betrayed by the it UN? There was definitely dark out at that point. Was it okay? Yeah, it was, it was later. It was, it was, it was later because it was right I, at dusk. Yeah, yeah because for the commander's perspective, that seems to be a highlight for them at game three is when the changing of hand happened from yeah, blue to uh, from the stories red. that I heard of the betrayal that happened. You, I, I don't know what happened because uh, and I were running our own thing way back. Apparently, somebody walked out with players on their hat, just talking with their hands up just yep. walking towards and i guess the word was said and this dude just started getting shot from and then he dropped and that's when the whole betrayal happened i'm i wish i was there for that unfortunately i was not yeah we, was anybody close to that or we were on the outskirts of that but not close enough to actually yeah, see that so because we we were we were attacking there was a whole bunch of people walking out we weren't really sure what uh, oh so you're you're so. you're up behind you're up behind enemy lines basically mm -hmm. at that point oh we were way behind enemy yeah. lines what about you henry did you hear any of this uh happening where uh, the dude got shot in the helmet and then stuff was flying out of his head oh, i think oh, it was God. roman it was roman that got shot that was uh tied that guy up with a stick right yeah. No. no, 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 that's that was, different. No, that was that's another highlight oh, for this time. That's, that, that's, oh, I, I was in charge of that one. <laughs> he had um, the pyro guy strapped some stuff to him, and then he got shot, and stuff started coming out of that one. Do you know who shot first? That I wasn't sure. Okay. No idea where the shot even came Well, we'll get to the bottom of that maybe in another episode if people want to jump in and talk about that later um okay so what happened at the pow that you guys captured after that strawberry um so, <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> uh so I, I can i can talk about that one uh after uh we made our way through to the city uh we we figured out we were all there we took a nice we took a nice break yeah had, had some water rest our legs because we were out there for a while in the dark 
going far, far around. During that far, far around, we encountered so many people that we, we saw two, but the amount of shots that were coming in was, I swear, another platoon firing at us. We never actually found the dude that started to shoot at us. That we, there, was, there was just a ghost. Like we were just sneaking along. I did hear one click of a stick. I, I notified my team. I was like, yo, I think there's something there. It might be a bird or it might be a deer. I don't know. Just keep an eye. Three seconds later, you hear the echo of a GBB just in the canyon, just boom, 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 just flying towards us. We take cover. We tried looking for the dude. We never actually found him. And that's when we hooked up uh, with the other Reds, Jeff squad. We had no idea where this dude went. So we'll, I just, just a ghost in the forest just shooting at us. But after we found our way to the city, had our nice break, nice little water break. I'm roaming around, just kind of haven't seen who's there. Who, who do I know? Who's fun to talk to? And then I hear uh, from behind me, Rainbow, what? Huh? What? Come have a talk with him. Talk with who? I wander into the actual prison cell and there's this dude just laying on the ground with an emergency blanket draped all over him, like a dead, like a freaking <laughs> body bag heck? over him. He's just no. laying there. And he's like, ask him some questions. Why should I ask him some questions? He's the enemy sniper is what I heard. Me being a sniper, I was like, oh, okay. So I put my, I put my sniper, I put my uh, rifle up against the wall. I get down on my knees to look at the dude. I rip back the towel. I was like, hey, buddy, how's it going? <laughs> you were captured, were you? I start asking the questions, any intel, anything you want to tell me? How's your day going? Are you allergic to penicillin? I was just kind of, yeah. Talking. I was just kind of talking to him. You're interrogating him at this point. I, I was interrogating him. The worst interrogation you will ever see. Got zero information from him. Nice. Finally, a uh, red command uh, comes up, says, "Who is this?" And I explain who it, we all explain who it is. We're like, "What? Why is he still here? Why is he not dead yet?" So at that point, we put the towel back over the dude's head. We're like, you don't want to watch this. And we put the towel back over his head. <laughs> you hear the uh, uh, red command pull out, pull out a, a pistol and you hear it. Okay. And he starts talking to him and he gets on the command. He gets on command radio to notify blue command. What's about to happen to this enemy player to this hostage oh, situation? Oh my. <laughs> red command to blue command. Red command to blue command. Comms were not working. You're like, huh? What do we do with you? So I noticed this dude. He's having fun. He he he's really enjoying being captured right now. We are just we are having so much fun. We're like, why don't we crucify him? What? Why don't we Wait, crucify him? Who's this? <laughs> Who said crucify? I, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. I said, why don't we crucify him instead of just shooting him in the head right here? Yeah, that's a good idea. The dude on the ground. Yeah, I want to be crucified. <laughs> Actually, if, if you look in our chat here, I, have, I took a photo of it while they were crucified. Yeah. Bring up, bring so, up uh, it's really funny. So we, ha guy, we have... Look at his we, smile. <laughs> we have the blue flag before, because the, we uh, from the betrayal, their blue flag was still just on the ground. So we took the yeah. blue flag. I went into the forest about 10 feet, found a nice stick to put yeah. at the crossbar. We zip tie him to it, we crucify him, and then we send him walking into the darkness, just into the abyss to go back to his own teammate, or back to his own teammates. And it, it was, was very funny. It was so funny watching a crucified blue team member walk back into the darkness, no idea where he's going. 
and we, he, he had a fun time being a prisoner of war. I'll tell you that one. And he will never forget that. So that's what happened. Okay, now we have the yeah. full story. Yeah, we, we, cru we crucified a blue member to send back to his team. There you go, more, more war crimes. Uh, I, was, I was about to say, if Red if Red Commander shot him, that that's a confirmed war crime right there from Red Commander. You know. He, yeah, he didn't. He, he we just crucified him and sent him on his way. I mean, yeah, he was still alive technically. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, okay. it, was, it was quite a fun, quite a fun, fun scenario. Yeah. So that, that, was was there any other highlights from that game three um, night? Or because um, I heard I heard it started winding down earlier than expected for the night. Not exactly a highlight, but during game three. Unfortunately, I had the unfortunate loss of my sword out oh, there. Oh, what happened there? What happened there? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. Um, because it was it was a fairly hot day, especially even just after lunch. Because this was after lunch and it happened super and, uh, hot the day. The weather changed. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, the weather the weather switched on us, and I was wearing uh my combat tee, and then I had a I had a light jacket and my plate carrier. I was like, oh my god! And I usually, if you've seen me, I run my sword on my back, just in between my carrier yep. and myself. I had to de-layer, so I took everything off. I rolled up my jacket, put it back in my backpack, and in that time, vehicles or UN vehicles were coming. Like, get down, get down, get down! So we got down. I didn't notice that my uh, sword wasn't exact. It was more sticking up like this. I was like, oh my God, I do not have time for you. Coincidentally, the weather also kicked my buddy's butt. He had the D-layer as well. And I'm the only one with a backpack. So I decided to carry it for him. I shoved my back or I shoved my jacket into my backpack. And that's all the room that my little pack can carry. So I decided to roll his up and put it right here on my back between the plate carrier and myself. I no longer have a place for my sword to sit. So I do the standard through the belt loop. And through the belt loop, uh, trail 67 again is where all my action took place. We were wandering up. Again, another vehicle comes by. It, getting around uh, dusk time, another vehicle comes, comes around. And I dip into the bush, not realizing that this thing is no longer attached to my back. Ooh. And that's when it, I guess it just jangled itself out of my belt loop and just fell on the road. That was the last time I actually saw him or saw my sword. And I was so heartbroken about it. Okay, Justin got it back for you. I know my sword has been found. She or he is safe. Okay. I still, I still have to go get him. All right. Um, Henry, any highlights from the UN other than the uh, strawberry shortcake and the guy getting shot in the head and the crucifixion? Um. Overall, it was fun in our side. Like, we knew we were short-staffed, not short-staffed. Well, yeah, technically short-staffed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we uh, had a lot of negotiations, a lot of talk. Highlight would be some massacres, some <laughs> trading of funds. And we didn't see a dime, by the way. Mm. It all went to the higher-ups. Um, of course. It was fun. Um, it was immersive. Uh, to a point and uh, Red really you know put the effort into making it like interesting I mean day two was a lot of firefighting day three um, a bunch of us started winding down so eventually imbribable yeah uh, I, I heard um, the PMCs in the UN were basically packing up early yep yeah all of the majority of us but there were still the hunters or the I think Alpha or Delta squad that uh 
were all decked out in nods and stuff and they were style hunting um but yeah no it was enjoyable highlights not just yeah. nods not just nods some of them had thermals like they had, blur thermals had um thermals um, yeah i got i got to look through one of those thermals you are not hiding from that whatsoever like just staring into the darkness i saw a, just a bunch of red spokes just looking at me i was like oh that looks terrifying i am predator not, no. vision predator, yeah literally yeah. predator vision it was terrifying like is that what's waiting for me out there heck no i'm not going out there yeah chuck oh oh the um, infamous what was it was day two evening we're defending our um spawn or sorry not spawn well technically um our city was um Dennis was up in the, um, the scaffolding. So he was firing, firing, you know, I was reloading. And all of a sudden, like, I hear, like, the uh, swerver from Dennis, like, frick. And then I hear a thump. I'm like, what happened? So he shot his barrel off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's right. That's, and uh, my barrel broke. I'm like, what do you mean it broke? And, uh, yeah, so he was out of commission for the rest of the night. And then he went back to get his other gun. It was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, gun just blew up on him. His, his yep. barrel overheated. That's what it was. Oh, his barrel heated up. Wow, that's pretty realistic for a milsim. <laughs> um, for uh, Steven, anything interesting on day three other than those uh, that we just talked about? Or day side? three was actually pretty good for our. Or not our day team. three, sorry, day two, game three. Yeah. Hi. Uh, gotta be honest i took the evening off on, uh, on okay. uh, yeah all right so That's we just relaxed good. and because we had a good view of what was happening above the city and the chateaus we just sat there and had a few beverages and ate some popcorn and watched the action yeah so yeah that what what the what the admins and commander were saying was like yeah day two night was basically like like a lot of people <laughs> were just burnt and um they needed some rest so I heard that the, the night was uh, was short oh, at that point. Day two night was funny. Yeah, day two night, what actually ended up happening, uh, a rumor actually got started uh, between blue and red actually linking, link, like linking together to take on the UNs or to take on the PMCs of the UNs. I don't know who started that, but someone said, hey, we're, we're together, we're together. No, we're not. So we just kept shooting. People started getting really frustrated because there was zero communication between commands on whether or not this rumor was true. And through the, the initial rumor, I want to say like the first 30 minutes of the rumor, we hemorrhaged, a lot of people uh, ended up going back inside like to their, to their campgrounds and I don't, I don't were leaving know the game really. Rumor got started. Um, I don't know. That was, I don't that was know. pretty funny. Because yeah, we were I don't like, know. we my squad was like, I don't know if that's not true at all. Like we were shooting people, and like yeah, everyone, so we were just yeah. like we just ignored that, like because like it didn't make any sense. Yeah, we like, so many sure people. Just, yeah, was there like a moment? Was it was there like a momentary truce of like I'm tired, let's just link up or something? No, I maybe, maybe so. honestly don't like, know where it came from. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's a, it's a ghost chatter. Friday, yeah, um. Uh, who was it? Uh, Ken woke up that day at eight thirty. So he woke no that day no he that day he woke up all the way at nine thirty. He was in his cabin all, all the way until nine thirty. So if what, you see Saturday um, night, yeah uh, yeah Saturday night. 
So uh, if you if you look at uh, the one, but you said where, he woke uh, up at twelve, uh, one to two in the afternoon. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were hanging out with him. All uh, he was yeah. in the afternoon, and then he left. So the, they had like a party back in their cabin during that time. Oh, so he left after lunch and then came back at. And then eight. came back at night. Okay. Night. Had a, had a nice little nap. So okay. then around at that time is when uh if you see uh one of what yeah it was one of uh joel's it was yeah so it was uh it was marauders uh joel's team actually so we were on my team uh red was on platoon two was on we were coming up from the ridge line because there's that ridge that's wide open what time is this uh around 8 30 to 9 30 okay so we were uh, heading up by the uh, there's this ridge line up here. We got actually pretty we got old, pretty much all the way to the top where uh, where half of that we saw Aces and Eights cabin. So uh, so we were around that area at that point. So we were almost pushing up to city. So where our normal spawn point was. So then uh, that's when uh, in the background we got. Uh, I got radio interference because I was still on comms at that point. And the radio interference, uh, I was actually having a back and forth chat with uh, a member of uh, Joel's team at that point. Uh, he was asking uh, if that was us on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the ridge right there. And I stupidly answered yes. But then later I figured out wait no 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 that's not right and then so that's what those guys came and engaged us so Joel and their squad at that point engaged us so then you could see them actually taking us out funny thing there is as i was being engaged on my guns motor jammed so uh uh so tack that that motor jam that we so like the wires came off so uh i had to get so the following week i i came back uh i went to panther to get that motor checked back and <coughs> back in because the wires came undone and that was during one of the major firefights if with if we could have won that we pretty much would have pushed up because we still had three more guys a bit lower with uh with our uh with our uh as riflemen uh who could have just shot there with first but then uh at that point everyone half the team was already taken out so then uh and then the intel changed and then afterwards at that moment once uh then so that's when the wrapping up came up and that's when uh one of the red team uh no one of the blue team actually started engaging upon our vehicles which were just coming downstream and then uh that's when we figured out that uh, until like last minute, they figured out, oh, that place was out of place. <coughs> like that place wasn't in play. So we're talking about the top spawn point. Like, so the spawn on top of the city. Mm. So the spawn point right on top of the resort area, which was in, in road 67. So right there on the spawn point area where it was actually locked. So that was actually a no play zone, but we didn't know until later in the, in the game until that, that, that was a no play zone. So then those guys engage upon Ken and then, and then, uh, and then later on, uh, they didn't really count it. So then, so then, yeah. So then it, we just continue playing on. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, we've killed off day two now, game three. Or, so, yeah, game three, game... Th uh, day two, game three now. And uh, let's move on to day three. This is where the highlight of um, the uh, sort of main storyline happens with the uh, creation of the WMD with the scientist. And as well as, um, I believe it was Red who got everything collected in terms of creating this uh, WMD that the scientist was creating. Um, let's hear some stories of that, of, you know, what, what, what happened on that day this is game four day three and as well as uh you know what, what what did you guys have to collect and stuff or which squad was there to collect stuff for the scientists because i didn't get a clear picture from the commanders from the previous podcast i want to hear you know what what the boots on the ground had to do to get this going so, okay i could probably uh start in that one <laughs> yeah because you for blue you had the disadvantage now of not having the town anymore i believe we we were kicked out of the town and there was a group that was in charge of uh, moving supplies to the city once we liberated the city. And uh, my, my platoon finally got into the thick of it and given the job of liberating the town. Okay. So it was a good fight. It was uh, a lot of smokes being thrown. So nego and, nego uh, there's, there was no negotiations now. This was more of... No, we're fighting at this point. At that point, it was uh, the who remained at the UN had joined us in liberating that town. Okay. So we'd, uh, it, we were very thorough. At, we, for, first of all, we cleared the forest the, uh, around the town and then went into clearing the town. And we, we had the UN technicals to help us take that, that town. Okay. But the red put up a good fight because there were some times when we were just holding on to that city with our fingernails as they kept on assaulting us. So was it a back and, and forth uh, battle of you having the town and then getting pushed out? They have the town. Oh no, we 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 pushed them out of the town, but they were pushing back hard. Okay. Yeah, but during that time, the scientist was like, uh, he was playing with us. He'd ask for a part, and then he would dither around forever before he'd ask for another part. And meanwhile, we're in a panic because we're worried Rand's going to take it before we can get this thing built. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> during the third day, like uh, I didn't wake up for a while because I was just dead beat tired. So I actually didn't play, but I did watch from on top of the mine hill because all the action was happening down by the city. Watching that scientist work you guys over was the funniest thing I have ever watched a player do. He'd he'd take something or he'd take a part, look at you guys, say, "Yeah, I'm gonna build it." As soon as you guys turned around, he dipped. He dipped. He went around the corner. He hid the part. He ran around like a crazy person with his arms flailing around the head. Watching the UN and Blue try to control this mad scientist was so funny from a distance. Okay. And we had to, we're at the same time trying to keep Red from yeah. taking the back. You had, you had to deal with a mad scientist who would not build anything for the life of him, and then Red constantly hammering y'all. Oh, man. Um, Jeff or uh, Tony, were were you part of the platoon that attacked it? 
So we were we were sticking around again near the lakes, uh, moving back and forth between the lakes like um, C and B. Yep. Um, and the the field that was right up close to it. So we we basically bounced between those two things, like fighting off blues reinforcements coming in uh, and making sure that they didn't get reinforced any heavier than that. So we didn't actually we never attacked the town again until the final push at the end there. Um, and we were just we were kind of mobbing around in the forests, um, making sure things didn't happen. Um, and from what my understanding too is like during blues, it's yeah, as we said before, during blues attack, there was like an instance with some players out of like who were not part of the game, or not, sorry, not players, um, randoms who weren't part of the game, who like came onto the field, like um, oh, they walked with, in, like, like riding horses. Oh, okay. Um, and so because there was like a double booking or something, like some sort, of, there was some issue, and then so that caused a bunch of people to have to get moved around, um, mm. where we weren't supposed to get moved around. Okay. Um, interesting. I guess that's a admin issue for. Yeah, so side, I yeah. think that the, we, we just thought it was just before like, the uh, very end, though. I think uh, Red did like a Leroy Jenkins charge, and yeah, it was I glorious. But they were all wiped out. Yeah, <laughs> it, oh, it, yeah. It, it was. It was a valiant. I'm, I'm surprised it's not Rainbow that did that Leroy Jenkins. I am fairly <laughs> disappointed that, was actually, that, I... that was one of the guys on my team. That, that oh like, really? That yeah, yeah, one of the ISP <laughs> guys did that. Yeah, because I heard um, Red held it. Um, clutch at the very last from what the commanders and add-ins were saying is like you guys did the final push to take over the town and did you guys were were you guys was that achievable or was that achieved through this Not push? really we, we don't think it was achievable um we just did it because like we knew that the game was getting cold and we just want to have fun okay um That's so we good, just kinda, yeah. yeah so we just like threw a ton of these in there right and this is like right before they start explode like before they started detonating the uh the, the rocket and sending all the explosions off right um, so yeah, it was it was super chaotic, right? Uh, it was very fun though. Um, yeah, we got we like shot a lot of people, um, but obviously there was a lot there, right? So we can't uh, yeah. couldn't really do much. So so I heard that um, at the third day there was a there was a huge attrition rate of like a lot of people just sort of like leaving or not jumping in the game anymore. What, is this a true statement? Because it seems like uh, from the from the game three night there wasn't a lot of people like a lot of people were just like falling off and basically heading to bed early. And then oh, the yeah. next... There was a few. There was definitely day... less players. Mm. Yeah, that the the previous day kicked everybody's butts. Like that heat, plus with what yeah. was expected of us. Well, not really expected, which was ordered of us to do. Yeah. Everybody did it perfectly. They just didn't realize the amount of attrition that you needed to last a throughout the sun. B the topography of that. Ao, yeah. my God! That, that, I, I won't that. name names, but there were a couple teams that got uh, a little crazy in their chateaus on uh, Saturday night. <laughs> I heard. Get or die. Get, I heard get that. Or die. Yeah. <laughs> I was down in the horse camping, and I could hear what was going on. <laughs> so, I guess um, the it played out as the admins played it out. Um, for you guys, yeah. did it play out the way it should have been played out? Like the teams fighting. Or whatever this objective is to get this WMD from both sides, did it play out like it should have been? It, uh, it felt like the whole time. I think it went. Um, go, go ahead. Oh, no, I, see I think it went uh, as planned. I think it was perfect. It... Yeah, like um, it definitely felt. There was never a point where we were bored. Like I mean, we got guard duty right off the, at the beginning, and like one of our yeah. guys who yeah, the most never boring really played, job, yeah. 
he had never, he hadn't really played a Nilsson before. He's like, oh man, why do we have guard duty? I'm like, dude, we get guard duty now in the first hour of gameplay. That means we get to play for the rest of the weekend. And he's like, oh yeah, good point. Exactly. Right? exactly. Oh my God. It's like, do, like, first do not burn out on the first Yeah, hour. I was like, why are you complaining? So my, so my squad, we, we stayed on the field the whole time. There, there was, uh, I think we only had one guy who, who didn't play, but like from the game on to index, we were on the field the whole time. Um, for the whole weekend um and we uh, we were definitely tired by the end of it but we weren't um there's never a point where we were like man i'm i'm dead i'm not I'm not feeling this anymore um it was it, it was interesting enough that we were happy to keep playing we were happy to to, to burn energy and, and do what, what we mm-hmm. were told so okay well that's good yeah. um rainbow what about your team was there uh, a huge attrition rate and then as well as did you guys keep on throughout the, i know you didn't really play through the third day yeah the, well because the, sec- the second day just the amount of reconnaissance that i've that stefan sent me on because i'm i'm a light guy yeah. i traveled light and i'm quick and i he's heard stories of my sneakiness adventures <laughs> so he's obviously sent me to do a lot of stuff we did have a first time airsofter join us his first ever airsoft uh experience happened to go into a milsom like oh. this dude was crazy so his his, his uh endurance could have used or was a little lower than the rest of us but i myself got really tired off the second day i didn't play during the third but okay. there was there wasn't a time that it, that somebody off rainbow squad was not in the game never a time that there wasn't that rainbow squad wasn't out there that's good so yeah but they 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 had fun and for you tony uh your first milsim experience how was it like for you you want to hear this that actually uh like like uh during the event all i felt like was uh i barely see blue i barely engage blue the whole time i was just fighting un yeah so it was just uh, austin to un and then uh but that was fun was your expectation of a milsim different from a regular game, or you were thinking it was the same? Uh, it's definitely gonna be different because I've actually I I've done smaller milsims before, so I've done op shanty. Yeah. So I've done the smaller ones before. Uh, not much difference. Uh, more walking around. Yeah, a lot of walking the around. Walk, walking similar. Pretty much walking similar to point uh, you just do walk a lot of walks, but like overall, the event was on point. Okay. The event, like till this day, my my dad and I, we keep on talking about oh, it. Good. Just because of how fun it was, how much fun we had with people that we spent with. One of the things with spent there. One like, of the things with us, at least, um, was we had we had hotel rooms. Um, so yes. we found that we were able to like retain energy, recuperate faster. Right? Like, so it, it's not like Milsom West where you're out and you're sleeping in the muck, right? And you're rolling around and you're getting shot with your goggles on when you're trying to have a nap, no. right? Bleak. So, like, you sleep at Milsom West, <laughs> they give you opportunity to, right? But I'm not saying it happens. I only um, need two hours, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You can either eat I'm sorry. or you can sleep. Yeah, if I don't get my beauty rest, I am not a nice person. Yeah, so it's like being able to, to come back. I mean, so that after day one, we got back at around 1, 1.30, right? And then we got out of bed at 8. So, like, that 
me having and having a shower after every game in like the hot tub and everything. Like, oh, you definitely bugger. It definitely changes like how you play. Like because like again, we weren't like exhausted, <laughs> right? We were yeah. like, fresh between each each session, even though each session was long. We were still, yeah, the shower we with the water bottle. So I'll, I'll, bottle. I'll ask you this, Jeff. You've been to MSW before, right? No, I have not. You have not. No, I have not. Oh, okay. No, um, have you um, have uh, you done have you done have you done a tier one event before where you sleep out at the field? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Would you prefer tier one or tier two? I think it depends, right? I think what's fun about Crossfire is that you know that it's basically, it's a Milsim light, right? If you want to classify it as that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know that you're going to be, you're going to have energy to do all like the fun engagements all the time, right? And you're, you know, it's, it's good for the cameras. Um, <laughs> it's good for, yeah. uh, it's, it's good for that kind of stuff, right? But I mean, a tier one event is cool in its own way because you're, you're doing something else, right? You're, you're, really you're in the shit. You're in the shit. Yeah. And um, you're having fun doing that, right? So. Um, I mean, I don't know which which one I prefer. I mean, like, so I've done some of the the Panther, like the Panther tier one events, right? Where it's like it's it's twenty four hours, like overnight. Those are really fun in their own way, um, but it's always not as long as say say a bigger one. Yeah. But and I don't know. I, I can't really I can't really classify which one I like better. Right. Like as, I, I enjoy them both. As well as um like uh, uh the drive up there was nice. Oh yeah, no, you gotta enjoy oh, yeah. the interior BC. It. It's beautiful up there. The interior BC is beautiful, and, and the, the 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 property of Crossfire, like that topography, is amazing. Just to even walk through, because I know it's a ski resort, horseback riding, and all that stuff. I, I can like, see I why. Actually, I was actually born in 108 Mile Ranch, which is funny. Where are oh, you? Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Dang, home field yeah, advantage. Home field <laughs> advantage. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't spend. I didn't spend very much of my life there. Uh, um, but but yes, uh, I was born very close. So. The, okay. the, the blood of the land is in you. <laughs> um, Henry, let me ask you this. Um, as UN, how was the scene there? Was was it um, different from playing a regular force, or was it just like as intense? Because it seems like you guys were pretty intense there. I think we lost Henry. Oh, there he is. No. Hey, um, yeah, no. Uh, it was intense when we first got in, because knowing our numbers is completely dwarfed by either team's. Um, but overall, once we got the lay of the land, known our roles, it was, uh, it, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, we're here to maintain the peace, get paid. That's pretty much it. I, I don't know if violence and peace have the same thing. We got to have some fun though, right? I guess. There's peacekeeping and there's peacemaking. And then there's war crimes. Yeah. Sorry. Details, boy, <laughs> details. <laughs> Called so, the, the, Geneva, the Geneva suggestion. Like, yeah. Suggestion. Oh no. So yeah, I. It seems like everybody's had fun. And for um, Stephen, um, how was it like for Blue? I know you're the only Blue representative here, but what was the feeling for overall for Blue players? I think that everyone had a really good time. I mean, uh, it was more of a skirmish because it was compressed into the middle of the field. And it was already a pinch point. Um, so, so I think everyone really enjoyed way. themselves. I think yeah. that they did a very good job at uh, having more action. Uh, my personal preference is maybe a little bit different than that. I enjoyed the, uh, uh, the combat and I enjoyed the hot and heavy action in the center. But I kind of wish we used more of the field. 
there was side missions or or so stuff like did that. Did you feel like it was more scripted in a way, or did you feel like it was more like create your own adventure? You know, with with you know with chain of command, squad leader. You know, you go from. I think it was a combination company. of both. Okay. I think it was a very organic uh, situation. They would go in with an idea of the script, but it may not have worked the way they wanted it to. Okay. Yeah, because from what I'm getting from from Omega side was, uh, yeah, they they don't script it out. They like to play it out as it goes, but they also like to lead where it goes. Because if if you let it play out, like the players would play it out, then it would be you know it would either be unfair or unbalanced or or you know not fun. About yeah. that. Um, yeah, go ahead. So my so my thing is I mean. I'll, after the crossfire one, this is one. This was one of my suggestions um, to them. Was I was like, I really hope that you guys like have you put people that you know in charge of the th- of the of the squads. I know other larger events. Like I know Nilsson West does that, right? Where people yeah, cadre, you know, all, yeah. all, all, all the cadre and cahoots with each other, right? So they're less like commanders and more like dungeon masters, you could say, right? Yep. They're not there to to lead you to be like, hey, we gamed the system, right? And we won. Right, and they so all cool. need to be part you of know, the game. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So they're they're there to, yeah. to talk with each other and to put it to put make interesting fights happen and make and make fun situations go down. And that's why it was interesting the whole weekend is because the commanders are in cahoots with each other and they're 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 making these fights happen and they're making it interesting, keeping it balanced. And I thought that was very important and I thought that was done very well. Okay, as far as um, your commanders are set by the admins, but as far as mm-hmm. like platoon commanders and squad leaders so squad leaders yeah. are always going to be whoever you know you're this group right you're this yeah. team but you're you, we have to pick one leader as far as the platoon commander is concerned are are they handpicked by the admins or are they sort of like volunteered or they're volunteers um i would would say that, i mean with ours at least anyways two of them two of them stepped up i know that they had trouble finding a leader for us and like our platoon leader companies like i was voluntold uh, to be the uh, to be our leader, right? Like, and he did a fine job because um, he had had a little bit of experience doing that. And I know that they had traveled that the, yeah, yeah. the they had traveled to some tier one events before, so they kind of knew their way around things. Um, but he didn't know he was platoon leader well, until, I mean, until the night before. So yeah, I mean, as a platoon leader, you're supposed to know that you you have forty eight to fifty men under your wing. Yeah, the, well, yeah. But the, that's the a huge responsibility. It is, uh, but I mean, as long as they, he was able to keep it separated, as I said, we had our, our radio channels divvied up enough, yeah. right? So he, sure, he had 50 people underneath him, but he was only talking to four of us, right? Yeah. Like our radio channel, our, our, our platoon radio channel, and had four people in it, right? So the nitty gritty stuff got dealt with, and he was able to focus on more big picture things, <laughs> and I felt that that ran very well, even though, Good. yeah, he wasn't well, a... Uh, as long as command and control works. What about for Blue, Stephen? Was it the same situation where... Yes and no. I think there was... Uh, we had a, a lack of command in uh, a couple like, of the platoons. Platoon commanders? Yeah, they, they, there was people that didn't volunteer. Mm. So I think there was a gap in there. Okay. So that meant that squad leaders had to pick up, so there was a little more traffic on comms than you'd normally like if there was like a designated platoon leaders. Okay. I think uh, we had Joel who was uh, in command of one yep. and uh, platoon three never really had a platoon leader. It was just uh, a, a mix uh, up of Craig. People. Craig sort of took that under his wing as well as being the overall faction commander. 
So okay. I think there was a little bit of a command gap in there. Well, that's yeah, yeah that's good to know then. Uh, it's always good to see uh, sort of feedbacks for events, and what I've like, noticed is usually it's it's command structure that kind of is lacking sometimes. But you know, seeing from what you guys have told, yeah, that's sort of an improvement that they, you like, know Omega can um, listen to. For this event, uh, what I would say would be uh, comms, instead of like having everyone on like one frequency, we could do uh, like squads. Squads can have their own frequencies, but on the like the main they channels, did. only yeah, squad we did. leaders. They did. They did. Tony. Tony. Remember how we talked about the briefing? Yes. But then uh, as well as like, but like on the main frequency, can we only keep squad leaders that like? Yes, they had, they had they had a platoon. Everybody they had a platoon net. So um from what I'm getting from listening to you guys here is that it, it seems very clear that what Poi has suggested before uh, with implementing a mixture of modern technology with Discord might be more conducive, uh considering so, so like uh, you guys said you had a lot of terrain problems when it came to connecting with your radios and things like that. I feel like in the future here, more things might get uh, turned over to Discord, seeing as uh, our buddy Rainbow here that's had the, 94 calls. That's the, thing about, that's the thing about 108 Mile Ranch, though, is people forget it's, it's, it's close to a city. It has data connection. It has the phone, yeah. right? Like, you know what I mean? I think uh, another thing to note, too, is I think a lot of people think they need to have radios when they really don't. Uh, this is probably mm -hmm. more obvious. Yeah. Like, things. straight up, just, just yeah, start yelling at each other. At you, you're going to hear it's, me. Your average, your average player just doesn't need one. Um, yeah. Especially, like, all of my guys had a radio, yeah, but they, they only turned it on. It's like, I went to respawn. I need to talk to you to find out where we are. They got back within range. They turned it off. Right. So no, none of my guys were, were screwing around with any sort of any sort of stuff yeah. like that. And, and it made things simpler and easier. And this gets into. OK, so I think that leads back to uh, to dis radio discipline, too. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think that if you are uh, you're not on the radio, if you don't have to be. And there was a little bit of undisciplined uh, and, stuff going and on, on there. top of that. That's a learned behavior. And on top of that, what I'm hearing is people will miss radio callouts or will miss this. Right. That's why I was suggesting using Discord because of the fact that you could send out an order. It could be asynchronous, meaning that it syncs up when you turn on your phone. You see a text. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait for a voice prompt to come in and, and read it to you, right? You basically just read it, be like, Oh yeah, at squad one, platoon one, attack this. Right, text, last last text based information. Yeah, last order was ten minutes ago. Read it. I'm sending that to my my my, my squad one right away. Hey, command has ordered us to attack. Let's go. At the same time, though, it's like people see like operators and stuff with like headsets, and they're like, oh, "I want to be cool, right?" So it's like you know, everyone wants to be cool. That's why you're here Air, playing airsoft. Airsoft is ninety percent image. <laughs> yeah, but most of the time they don't know how to use it, and no, they're ineffective on using it, right? So yeah. it's just one of those things where. A, they use it because they train with it. B, we don't train with it and we look cool with it, but we don't know how to effectively use it. You also have to look at the size of the guys, field and yeah. where most of the action is happening. If the action's real fast, it's it's over by the time you're actually communicating what's going on. Yeah. So sometimes communications work better in a larger field where more time is passing. Yeah. Where then things... you need equipment. <clears throat> Yeah, that's the big one. It's just like if you're using radios, 
right? It's hard to use. Ra- I don't want to jump into the radio topic here too much yeah. because we did spend a talk. Uh, we we could, you guys could spend yeah. a long time talking yeah. about that for sure. But right? yeah, so, as far as like yeah. what, what Steve is talking about, yeah, if things develop slower, right? You could, radio communications would be easier to sort of manage and stuff. And with proper training, right, sending back proper sit rep reports and as well as location reports, your sills, um, everything else that goes back to command. Command can basically look at it and be like, okay, you know, this is this is what we have for this squad. They're over here. You know, they need ammo. They're, they're low on ammo and stuff. We could send this squad over here who's close by, do this and that, right? They could do that much more easier when you have a dedicated sort of like radio team, you know, that does it like a squad that does it. They they basically are like the uh, battle or the combat um, communicator, uh, combat communications, basically. They just, you know, listen to it, send it up to command. Basically, command will make the decision to, you know, whatever they want to do with them. No, um, I, don't, I don't know. The, how much... the other. Oh. So I don't know how much if Blue knew knew much about this, but also our second in command uh, was actually a radio operator from, he was in the 57th Ranger Regiment for a little while. So he was like, you know, he he knows if you're in the Ranger Regiment, you know what you're doing, right? That's like kind of like, that's up there. Um, And so he was, he was really good at that, at like men, men, like maintaining that and like being a second in command. So basically our commander didn't stay on the radio at all. Um, he gave his orders to our this guy who was able to then distribute that to our platoon leaders and stuff. And it ran really good because of that. So having that that real skill set yeah. that real military skill set um, in a command position who was able to then send that down to us in plebeians, like no, that, that was nice. You don't really have to have military <laughs> experience to begin with on that. You could just you just know how to absorb information and what to use with oh, no, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. The other thing I learned is you have to split it up. Uh, you can't have a an R- person being an RTO and signals intelligence at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many jobs. It's, yeah. So yeah. bottom line, communications could use some work. I mean, in introducing an element which um, players are used to, like Discord or something, text-based commands, that would probably be something that I'm going to research on later, which I'm actually going to research on later for Op Shanty 2. Because I'm gonna try and try out if text based will actually work better than radio based because radios, not a lot of people know a lot of radio etiquettes or how to use it or even just like reaching out, but with if you have five G or four G or you know three G out at the field, let's try and use it, right? So see if that works. Everyone at Panther should have data, right? So yeah, it's like- yeah. And uh ra- radio discipline, I think that people need to learn how to talk using yeah. whatever technology they have. Yeah. So yeah, let's move away from the radio stuff because we know we know that that was a big issue even from the commander side. I get it. It's just one of those things that is hard to grasp. Yeah, and uh, just requires a lot of training, right? That's why it's a specialized tool, right? For yeah. for emergency use as well. So that's why you have to get a license and stuff. But overall, um, let's. I'm gonna ask this. Um, I'll just go by you know one by one from everybody. How was it? Was it good? Was it bad? And you know, will you attend again? So let's start off with Jeff. Uh, no, it was great. I mean, compared to we, I, I had fun at Crossfire One, but Crossfire Two basically made Crossfire One look like like a pickup game. Like so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was great. Yeah, we had there was no downtime except when the game was paused. Right, we were always doing stuff. We were always doing doing cool things. We always had had a good time. Aside from some confusion, like with um, arm bands, like the decision to mix camo and then also not issue 
team colors was was kind of poor, but I think they realized that, and I think that will get addressed going yeah. forward. Um, that was good. Uh, we'll we'll definitely attend again. I know since um, a whole bunch of people that I played Tarkov with, um, they all go to Darisov because of Tarkov just this year. Um, and they're all like, we're going to come after seeing some of my footage from uh, Crossfire. And they're like, yeah, so it's like the go on people hyped on it. And I'll definitely go back. So I, I got to love it when Tarkov changes the gaming community, you know? It, it, oh, it's I can't, crazy. I can't I play any other FPS games because of it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I, think, I, my, I think Attack agrees my, with me. My, so. <laughs> friends are my friends are playing on my monitor behind me right now. So. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I've, been, I've been watching, dude. That's, that's customs right there. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Tony, what about you? Um, Hate, love it, hate it, or and would you attend another one? As a first Milsim event that I went to, yeah, definitely. Like Milsims, I would go to more often. Like I'm hitting up Op Shanty soon. Yeah. And then uh, I'm grabbing a couple friends from uh, there's a couple of guys who live in the States who I know from Airsoft. And then we're going to be heading up down to Washington for the one up down there. So on the Milsim West. You got to be 18. Just be careful with that. Yeah. So that's why I'm planning it for next year. There you go. When, do we know when? Do we know when they're doing that? Sorry to deviate the topic. When the next um, steps game is? Uh, I think it's September as usual. I believe. No, I think they're uh, changing that so... up to the patrol challenge. Yeah. So yeah. the next steps challenge is going to be the patrol challenge happening at the yeah. regular time and slot. Yeah, that's where, where they have like there's like points, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. this yeah. one, you need to show up with a fully fledged team, and cool. you're going to be going and being put into uh, uh, like platoon groups but it's essentially going to be like uh from what it sort of is described is like uh the uh, spartan games of milsom yep where yeah it sounds like a lot of the um i guess uh military vet guys or whatever it is or other people who are a Fitness little more enthusiasts yeah. uh wanted to max you gotta you gotta you gotta get that team more, max. And, come on uh, play a game for points so it's going to be interesting i would really love to see the outcome of that one just because um it's going to be intense especially yeah. Yeah. with the ao that they chose so classic <laughs> yeah that is a very intense ao by the way yeah potholes everywhere the, the next one the next like mainline milson event there is going to be in, in this probably eight probably uh for for that specific event will happen uh probably yeah the springtime around april cool. uh, more than likely uh, if you're part of the msw discord group uh they do um once in a while give you a little flash ahead of time yeah. well in advance um for people who are like part of that closed circle group so that you have an idea for the next year what to plan kind of thing and then they'll actually do the full announcements on facebook cool. yeah all right tony sorry go ahead but um, uh also uh really good father and son bonding time i found mm -hmm. out with yes this event. nice good like with this event i got actually pretty close with my dad because i don't normally see him on a, that's good like that's good a weekly uh i i normally get to play with him only on on the weekends when he's off from work okay so he's normally pretty busy on like the weekdays and will but you then, attend another one yeah like certainly like milsims like from milsims i've actually started to change out my loadouts like i figured out i don't need that much gear to run for the milsim i just keep it light okay exactly. exactly. all right like, all i need will be like go light like go minimal at that point like i figure out my sh the amount of shooting that i do at milsim is 
compared to like a normal skirmish game, I don't shoot that much. I'm not because I'm also controlling my ammo capacity and I'm also controlling my my reload speed at the same time. So okay, I figured out I'm not shooting that much, so right. I don't need that much gear. That's good. Me. All right, so uh, we'll move on to Rainbow here. I know you're getting sleepy. I know you wake up early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so for you, uh, love it, hate it. Will you ever go again? I mean, I'm sure you uh, will. Uh, yeah, I am 100% going to go there again with a lot more uh, trickery up my sleeve next time. I, <laughs> I, we I, want I, that there... sneaky stuff. Okay, what I want to know is how many melee kills did you get for hmm. for your um, like your uh, your uh, milsim, um, you know, uh, like uh, count. you want you want you want the total for milsim melee counts or total for crossfire? Ooh, there's. God damn. Damn. All right, I ha let's, I ha let's hear both. I let's hear both. I, well, I've been to multiple sims before. Yep. So, okay. So, multi-sim through my whole entire melee count is sitting at is sitting at only 15. Wow. 15 melee kills in all my sims. Crossfire, I technically only had two. The guy that, I, the guy that snuck yep. up on or the guy that sat next to me and then my duel. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Don't I, shoot I'm, more than uh, most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's i was gonna say like that's, true. that's like a dream for most people man <laughs> remember there's, well, there's then... different rankings for each right milsim and skirmish right so milsim is like much better much, much better <laughs> yeah i got i got quite a ways to go if i want to catch that one. much more but, brownie uh, points yeah <laughs> yeah but a hundred percent i will be attending the next one uh hopefully I, there's a lot more not saying that i wasn't bored but i was also I want I want more objectives, just like Crossfire One. Yep. They had flagpoles exactly. all over the place. I I love yeah, that. So there weren't uh, any uh, flagpoles. No, no, the, there were that they weren't in game. Were, were there? Um, I don't know if you guys got it, but last last time um, with Crossfire, they had the uh, like the Q, not the QR code, but the little photos that you have to take with the numbers. Yes, Did yes, get... the 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 number poles. Uh, no, they didn't do that this time, and uh, I wish that they bring it back next time. Because that I mean, that gives that gives incentive, and that that also gives a a good uh, what's it called like a good uh, realization on where everybody is, how everyone how everyone's playing, and where everyone's kind of positioned. Like, like this, this, this side's with, red, um, this side's blue. Sorry to interject. I found that with uh, with stuff like that, though, um, people would focus on that, and then there'd be a lot of people who would think, well, like, oh, who won? Right, like who captured the most stuff. Yeah. Which I find kind of pulls away from what they were trying to go for with a little more role play mm. um, and a little more guided yeah. direction with this one. I think there's an advantage to both, but that's just that's just my opinion. I know some people definitely really like obviously you yeah. really like that, right? So it's like um I, then, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. So I think it just depends. So okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. but I I'm hundred percent attending the next one. Uh I would I'd like to see some uh, more objective based things more so more missions from more from, more, from more higher mission command. wise yeah got it uh and yeah i, I feel like that they, they did an amazing job actually running the event like the admins themselves they were very uh they, they 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 did a phenomenal job of putting this together especially for it being my third milsim they can it's, it's just they're, they're having a good you could tell that they had fun making it oh yeah yes absolutely. you could tell they had fun participating it that seeing everybody together like that especially after the two years that it was canceled oh mm. tell me about so, it yeah so i have a feeling uh the next one is going to be pretty soon <laughs> not, yeah it, it, it's going to be 
Not two years. Just, just as or even better. Excellent. I'm, I'm extremely excited. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Rainbow. We'll move up to Steven. I know uh, you're what, 9 okay, o'clock so there? Okay, so the first one, uh, it was miserable and it was boring, but I must have liked it enough that I went to the second one. <laughs> now, exactly. Now, that, now, the second one, I'll give it about an 8 out of 10. I think they did a really good job. I would like to have seen it a little less skirmishy and a little more milsimy. So I agree 100% with Rainbow about objectives. And I agree with Jeff that they need to be relatable to the whole uh, role play end of things. They need to be <laughs> so able I'm to thinking of some sort of mission objectives where you possibly send people out to use the rest of the field. And if they add that, I think I would, I would make it more complete. What about just them getting, instead of that, that um, like uh, 108, they get something bigger, and then it's a much okay. bigger playing field. Would that be? It would benefit from being a square instead of a rectangle a lot. Yeah. Like um, You know, 108 mile is wonderful, except it's got a really bad spot in the center yeah. where everything bogs down because it's a pinch point. So it's like a, Even it's like a UN, bottleneck. It's a, it's a pinch point. It's yeah. a bottleneck area that, that focuses on a fight. So it doesn't allow for as much movement as, as you could possibly so what have. I'm, what I'm hearing is a lot more freedom of movement, a lot more choice in terms of, you know, leading, right? Instead of sending you, oh, just go to the city, right? Um, a lot more side missions where it'll be like, oh, yeah, no, there's like a patrol here that's over here you know send send some men over there but you still got to protect your assets here because there's another yeah enemy it's sort of like ground-based version of a helicopter mission <laughs> a ground-based helicopter mission okay <laughs> yeah you know escort a vip or uh assassinate someone or or pick up yeah. some items or something okay yeah. so thank you very much steven and um henry um you know, love it, hate it, and will you attend again? Yeah, definitely love it. It was great. Um, I don't think anybody mentioned about the explosions. Uh, that was... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. the admins already told us in full picture what, what it was. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> that's why I didn't yeah. ask. But, yeah, go ahead if you want to mention it. Oh, sorry. Um, not explosions. Um, Pyrotechnics. Lots of um, orange things. That went up. Lots of orange yeah. things. Orange like... things. Orange things. Yeah. Well, I'll just stop and dig in a hole here. But uh, no, <laughs> it was great. Um, definitely my first experience and fairly new to the sport. So it was just kind of like right off to the deep end. But um, lots of cooperation, a lot of communication. I loved it. I would do it again. Um, but yeah, bigger AO and um, more payments for the pmc that's about it <laughs> more payments now now for future reference what kind of payments are we expecting to give you know like the un or whoever's in the middle dealing with the peacekeeping stuff i mean some jazz cabbage chocolate jelly beans, anything edible, because we were kind of, we were standing guard for quite some time. So you were snackish, so, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I'll bring you a crate of uh, carrots next time. I, I did actually have a can of Sprats on me, but I, didn't, <laughs> uh, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> to get it out. Boy, boy, you hear this? Food 
is key. That's all, that, 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 that is all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. That is all I'm saying. What did I say, boy? What did I say? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, you know what we're doing for the next Milsim? We're going to bring a lot of food. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a hit to Op Shanty, by the way, guys. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, this concludes our Crossfire Players After Action Report. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our beautiful players out here. Um, if you want to jump into a second segment of this, I don't know if uh, we'll do a second segment, but we would love to hear from Blue because there, there's uh, <laughs> there's plenty of red here with all of their propaganda. You mm-hmm. know, you guys like, lacking. We guys, need to hear on, Blue. more, more on, of the Boo. story here. We want to hear what happened at the very beginning. We want to hear what happened to David Blair when he went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, um, that is it for this segment. Um, I will give it off to Tack, who will close it off for us. Go ahead, Tack. Oh, well, hey, guys. It's me, Tack, closing it off. Uh, episode 92 of the Panther Airsoft Folding Tabletop. Uh, the After Action Report, Crossfire 2. Thank you for uh, sticking around and uh, listening to us. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and slap that notification bell so you know when Poi puts this up on the internet. Uh, with that said, guys, love, peace, and chicken grease. We'll oh. catch you on the next one. Jeff, you said you wanted to say one last word. Go ahead. I know. Sorry, after, after the actual uh, outro there. So everything that I was told, all the stories that I told tonight, I did film uh, all of it, uh, and I'm currently compiling all of my all of the footage. So my point of view will be displayed. It's going to probably be like an hour and a half long. Of, like, Sweet. Hell send us, yeah. Send us yeah, the so, video. Yeah. Send us the be, video. I that want to see the recorded posted. war crimes so that we could uh, try you for the next game. Crucifixion. <laughs> yeah, All right. All righty. On my YouTube channel. So thank you. Okay, guys. And with that, we'll have the links down in the description below. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Catch you later. Say goodbye, guys. Yeah. Adios. <laughs>